It's Joshua Michael. Uh, we're not doing a, a review of the uh, wrestling from this week. Uh, actually, we're going to talk to a couple of guys. We've got Brother Chatwin, Big Guns Justin Andrews, and Randy Jacone, a.k.a. Ruthless Randy Rude. Just discussing uh, the state of affairs of what's going on with wrestling right now. How to support your uh, local indie wrestlers, even though uh, most of the shows are canceled. And just to show some love. It's, uh, it's a good episode. And uh, obviously, we've got the amazing Heidi Hallitzer uh, to in this uh, bookend it was a phenomenal experience to get to, to talk with her and be her friend and we really appreciate everybody and you stay safe out there and uh, again this is dangerous thank you so much man guns i really appreciate you be on the show right now man uh, how's it how's it holding over there uh in the uh the military there that you're working at uh, well, it, it's all right. Um, most of the base here is shut down, so I do still have a job, but, uh, it's definitely different than what I'm used to. Um, so, you know, we're hanging in there. We're getting things done. How's your family? Uh, so far so good. Uh, so most people don't know this because why would I tell anyone, but my wife does have uh, an autoimmune disorder, so... We're keeping. We're definitely keeping an eye on things, but so far so good. She's been staying in the house. Um, we're keeping everything nice and clean, and everyone's feeling healthy. I appreciate you sharing that, man. My my mother, her, uh, she has no immune system at all because of her disorder at the moment. Um, I, I feel the fear, man. I understand. I, I honestly worried shit, shitless that I'm going to go out to the store, go to work, and come back and get her sick and kill her. Yeah, it's uh, not something to mess around with. Um, and my daughter's right at that age when autoimmune disorders start popping up. And, you know, a bunch of people on my wife's side of the family have it. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely something that's uh, it's a little bit scary. But, like I said, we're, we're all healthy and we're all staying nice and clean. And we have plenty of cleaning products because we just got a puppy. So we had all these cleaning products anyway because, you know, puppies tend to make messes. <laughs> you got them puppy pads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, puppy pads, plenty of lights out because we have hardwood floors. <laughs> so uh, the Colorado Springs Wrestling Show got canceled on Saturday, and everyone's really bummed out, man. Uh, how are we going to get past this? Uh, well, we uh, I'm I'm actually kind of where I'm at right now is just at a, a business meeting, and I'm actually kind of close to Corner Pocket, and they're still open because they do takeout food, so they're still in business. So if you want to go, if you're in the fountain area and you want to support the venue, you can always call down the corner pocket and they'll have some food ready for you. You can come grab it um, and and keep that venue open so we can do CSW shows in the future. But it's looking like now, uh, obviously, the March show and then probably the April show won't be going down as you would uh, as you currently recognize it. We're working on some contingency plans, but I'm not allowed to say anything yet. Yeah, I'm on the group group chat too, man. I understand. 
Uh, Randy, he may be uh, part of the UWO, but he sure as hell takes care of the boys. Uh, he does. He's a little beaten down by this um, because he's invested not just uh, his time and money, but a lot of emotional capital into uh, CSW as well, as I did before I deployed. Um, you know, it, it's hard to keep things running uh, smoothly, and when you invest a lot of yourself into a business and have situations beyond your control uh, take that investment kind of away from you, even temporarily, it can be emotionally draining, but he's, he's refocused, and, uh, and Susan's refocused, who's the actual owner-owner of CSW, and of course all the talent is, is refocused too. Um, some guys only work at CSW, some guys only work a couple places. For me, I work, I try to get on multiple shows every weekend, and uh, so it's a big loss of revenue for a lot of us, but you know we're staying positive, and wrestling has survived everything from the Spanish flu to you know, multiple world wars, so it, we'll be fine. Well, we certainly appreciate you still going out to your bookings for the last weekend, man. Uh, like, thank you for all the videos and all the the comments and all the posts that you made. Uh, going to New Era, going to the Lucha show. I mean, like, uh, you, you really you really kick some ass in that. Thanks for keeping the hope alive on that. Uh, yeah, you bet. I mean, there was by Friday we could kind of see. Uh oh, we're going to lose some bookings. So there was no way I was going to cancel the the three that I had and. I'm the only guy in Colorado who wrestled three shows last weekend. Uh, not to toot my own horn too much, toot toot. Um, and I'm definitely beat up. I'm still feeling it because those Lucha Libre rings are hard as heck. And uh, but we got it done and uh, and got my last big paydays for a little while, at least from wrestling. So uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. Well, uh, one of the reasons I, I wanted to reach out to you was because uh, I talked to Heidi because uh, this is going to preface the Heidi Hellitzer uh, interview is because um, like usually Slick and I break down like all our favorite stuff from NWA to uh, uh, AEW to Impact because we've, we've got in progress, even progress. Um, there's bigger de- – there's bigger things that, to – on the horizon right now. And one of the things that I really am passionate about is taking care of the boys. And so rather than talk about all the wrestling that came out this week, we want to talk about how to find any of the, the merch for any of uh, anybody, because you guys rely on the money pretty hardcore. Uh, I know you've got your, your actual day job, but some of these guys actually rely on this for their they're living, man, and and that sucks, man. Because like, h- how are you gonna plan for an accidental pandemic, and, or or even like, I mean, uh, the homeboys in uh, Utah right now, they, they had an earthquake this morning. I mean, we don't know how that's gonna affect anything, but it's gonna affect their purse. Right. right. Uh, h- how do we uh, um, how do we find your merch? Um. Yeah, I, I'm happy to do that. Um. I will say that. Wrestling actually does pay my bills. Um, I'm, as far as I know, the only wrestler in Colorado who can firmly say that. Um, my day job, I have the luxury of after, you know, being active duty military for 13 years, I do have a day job to keep me from getting too bored. Um, and then, of course, I'm still in the military and the National Guard, but that's a pittance compared to what I make from wrestling. So my mortgage and my car payments, my things like that legitimately do come from wrestling. I'm not, that's not a work. Um, and like I said, I'm probably the only guy in Colorado who can, who can say that right now. Um, and that was always my goal. 
So, yeah, I, I am taking a hit, but uh, my wife is also very successful, and, uh, and we do have some contingencies in place. But, uh, again, I do rely a lot on this, and, and so do a lot of the guys. Even the guys who do have day jobs, wrestling, this isn't like a – one of the misconceptions that some people have is this maybe like a pastime for us or a hobby. It's really not. It is a business. So a lot of these guys – they may not be paying their mortgages or whatever with wrestling, but any extra stuff they have comes from wrestling. So the savings that they may have accrued for an emergency like this, they got that from wrestling. So if they've got to dip into those savings to get by, you know, maybe this, uh, this will affect them in that way that they can't replenish that. So uh, having said all that, I do have a merch store up on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, it's www.prowrestlingtees.com backslash MCW Justin, or you can just search for Justin Andrews. You can search for Colorado and I pop up. Um, you can just search for suplex party. Myself will pop up. I have three designs up on uh, prowrestlingtees.com. They're all available in uh, unisex shirts, ultra soft shirts, women's shirts, long sleeve shirts, tank tops. Um, all very affordable, and uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is up and running. They're printing them off as soon as we can order them. Um, and there's a lot of Colorado people on there, too. I don't know everyone who has a Pro Wrestling Tees store, but I know Rocky Mountain Pro's got some merch up on there. Um, Hood Extreme does. Jay Zilla does. And then a couple other people are uh, are getting their stores made as as we speak. So anyone who can support, that's that's awesome. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, just search for Big Guns Justin Andrews. And I will be shipping out stickers, two for a dollar. We've got a bunch of stickers, three different designs. If you hit me up on Facebook, uh, you can see what designs I have. And then always uh, on Twitter. Twitter is a big promotional tool for wrestlers now. Um, and I need to up my followers. So check out at Big Guns Colorado. Um, give me a like on Twitter. Follow on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that, that about covers all the bases for me. Now, th- this is no joke. I mean, like, like these guys rely on the monies, and we're, we're not asking you to pay someone's mortgage, but we certainly want you to uh, indulge on your your passion. Like, y- y'all go to the shows, you go to uh, all, all the websites, uh, you download everything, and it's time to finally actually buy the T-shirt uh, of your favorite wrestler that – that you've always wanted to get. I mean, like it's, it's 20, maybe $25. Uh, again, it's, this isn't a charity. This is, this is taking care of the, the scene right now. Something that people are passionate about. Something you're uh, passionate about. I mean, big guns, come on, man, you're, you're going to everything right now and, and you're still risking it. And uh, we we're we're not asking for charity. We're asking for you to support your wrestlers. Right, and there's so many options. ProWrestlingTees.com right now. Pretty much all your favorite indie and AEW wrestlers have have stores up. Support everyone you can. Man, there are some super cool designs on there. Of course, I'm partial to my designs, the classic suplex party, which is my best-selling shirt of all time. I've got the Bloody Big Gun shirt, which is my currently most popular one. And then I've got the brand-new Taliban Killer shirt, um, I'm all I'm proud of all those designs, but there's so many other cool designs out there. Um, Jay Zilla just came out with one, and well, we may be enemies in the ring. I can't deny his T-shirt that he just came out with, it's which sick. is like a Grand Theft Auto theme. It's sick, very man. very cool. It's, it's awesome. Um, and, 
And there's just every wrestler that you can think of that isn't part of WWE. So any wrestler who is the most affected by the current coronavirus thing, they've got stuff up on uh, prowrestlingtees.com. So obviously I want you to support me, <laughs> but anyone you can think of. Um, Dan Housen's got some great ones. Warhorse, Alexander Hammerstone. Um, and those are the popular guys, the super popular guys. You go all the way down to some people who, you know, are, are just starting out have prowrestlingtees.com stores. So if you have a couple extra dollars and you're a big wrestling fan, you want to support it, just head on over to that website and, and start clicking around. But before you click around too much, make sure you check out uh, Big Guns Justin Andrews' merch store first. <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, uh, I'd love to have that shirt, man, but uh, I'd rather buy it from you in person, and uh, that that's going to happen. I've already bought a couple of T-shirts online. Uh, I mean, Beard Ladies got stuff. Um We've got the dudes in Utah right now that are kicking ass. And, man, I love how uh, Utah and Colorado is working together, man. That devotion is the shit, man. Uh, Yeah, we've got some really close ties. And now we're getting some really close ties with New Mexico, almost starting sort of like a a three-straight state agreement, Uh, almost like we could form some sort of alliance, some sort of wrestling alliance. Yeah, we've got the – Monster Nine and uh, Happy the Clown—they've got their own store. Make the—they're the, going to start coming out with uh, weed trays. <laughs> My request. Uh, I mean, they got beanies that like help help everyone out, guys, because right now it's scary out there. And I know that you want to be the most um, intelligent person about it, about keeping you and your family safe, and people. You know, everyone's jobs are shutting down. And uh, one of the things that really bothers me is because I was a bartender and a server for like 10 years, man. And those places are getting shut down or even just uh, like you can only just pick up the food. But they're, how how are they going to pay their bills? I mean, like the, these, these restaurants aren't going to give them a contingency plan. I have a day job that's letting me actually work from home. And also, if we get sick, they're actually letting us borrow against future paid time off that we earn to um, to still pay our bills. But but that's just something I unfortunately have, you know. And uh, obviously, you do too. But there's people out there that don't have that sort of thing. I mean, uh, man, like I've seen a bunch of the boys out there posting about that sort of thing, and just uh, we we want you to support everybody. Guns, you got anything else? Uh, nope, that about covers it. I just, uh, everyone stay tuned to social media, especially if you're a wrestling fan here in Colorado. A lot of the promotions, um, we're still working on trying to bring you wrestling matches, even if maybe you can't be there in person. So um, nothing is firm yet, so I'm not going to mention any specific promotions or anything like that, but just stay plugged in. And, of course, we we appreciate all the support you guys can give. Um Stay healthy, stay clean, and uh, we'll see you hopefully sooner rather than later. I agree, man. Uh, so uh, look up all your favorite Primos wrestlers, all your favorite New Era wrestlers, your uh, Colorado Springs wrestlers. Uh, what's the new one in uh, in uh, down uh, that you were on on, on uh, Friday where Balaam uh, took the title? Re- yep. Uh, that's the Redemption Championship Wrestling. Um, IWC Legacy, uh, Cas Promotions, Lucha Libre, Tammy's, uh, ULI, Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre and Laughs. Um, 
Roger Mountain Pro, of course. Respect women's wrestling. Especially um, respect women's wrestling. Yeah, I think that's about it. Especially, I do want to give one last shout out though for all you wrestling fans out there. Huge, huge thank you and shout out to the one and only Colorado legend Duff Doyle because he is working at King Supers and that guy has not had a day off since the outbreak started. He still wrestled at New Era after like a full twelve-hour shift. He's out there uh, stocking shelves, doing everything he can to keep you guys. Uh, so that you can have your groceries and your cleaning products. So check out Duff Doyle on Facebook and, and give him a thank you for his hard work during this trying time. Yeah, Duff is Duff is a shit man. I love that guy. He's 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 such a sweetheart. I love how uh, one of my favorite things about Duff is that even if he's not going over, he's still going over because he shines everyone up like a fucking light stick, man. Like it's one of the best things about watching Colorado Springs or, or even Denver wrestling is that. You guys take care of each other. You shine each other up, even if you're not going to win or not. And it, it's it's just a, a tête-à-tête back and forth. Uh, but it's people don't understand what it's like to be in in this scene and what it's like to be in the ring. And uh, we certainly appreciate you guys. Uh, last but not least, uh, we've got Heidi Hallitzer interview coming up right after this. Uh, you and I uh, finish up here. Uh, uh, wrestles for Rocky Mountain Pro, uh, Respect Women's Wrestling, and man, those girls are bummed the fuck out because that that show got delayed, and uh, they're going to reschedule it. I mean, they 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 bring in some big names. They had a uh, Thunder Rosa. They had Jordan Grace. I mean, goddamn. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there's only one women's promotion in Colorado, and the people that run it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say who actually runs it, but uh, can, needless you, to say, they're very committed it. to bringing in the, the top-tier talent uh, at, at any opportunity they can, and they're really good about spreading the love. Um, a lot of times, people have a tendency to bring in a, a famous wrestler and put them with another famous wrestler, and Respect Women's Wrestling doesn't do that. They bring in a famous wrestler and put them against a Colorado local who's really earned that spot. So uh, respect to Respect Women's Wrestling. Dude, it's one of the best parts about this this state, man. And I really hope everyone is going to start recognizing this place as uh, a legit wrestling state, the way people look at uh, Illinois, Chicago. Because, you know, you watch uh, any WWE, any, like, I mean, all in and all out or in, Chica- in, in, in Illinois, man. Like, uh it's guaranteed the place is going to pop like crazy because these guys know what they're talking about. But I really want everyone to know that everyone in Colorado, uh, we're better. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, for a long time, really since I first came here, my first run here in 2009 to 2012, uh, Colorado has always been a place that you had to get out of if you wanted to be famous. And, now we've got enough talent and enough promotion. We're hoping that Colorado is now a place that people want to get to to become famous. So that's the goal for, for 2020. Once this coronavirus is all cleared up. It'll blow over eventually. Uh, I just uh, – everyone take care of yourselves. Take care of your family. Um, don't get too hysteric. We're going to be okay. We're the United States of America. We dominate. We're awesome. We've got guns on the front line who has actually been on the goddamn front line. And uh, we're going to be fine. I agree. Yeah. But, uh, man, guns, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to uh, to record for a bit and help pu- uh, push the boys and the girls out there. And uh, we really appreciate you, man. 
Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, don't hang up. Hey guys, it's Minefield's uh, second part before we talk to Heidi, and uh, we've got Mr. Randy Chacon, not uh, Ruthless Randy. Uh, things things going on right now, uh, I think it's time to get some, uh, break some kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. How's it going, So, man? how you doing, Joshua? I'm good, man, I'm good, man. I appreciate you taking the time today, man, thank you. Oh, no problem, no problem, I'm uh... I'm, I am blessed to still have the what we refer to as the shoot job. You know, my day job still still up and running, but there again, everybody needs maintenance done. Yeah, so. my, my shoot job actually gave me the day off today, so uh, that was something something nice. And uh, but the the problem is ah. is that not everyone has a good uh, shoot job that'll take care of them in, in times of crisis right now. Uh, uh, Sammy, they shut his shit down. Um, Man, we got to support everybody. Yeah. It, it's one of the reasons that I've been emphasizing, as you saw. And I, I mean, uh, first off, I want to take a quick moment to any CSW fan that's out there listening right now. Thank you. I have been flooded with messages, emails, posts, or the love, the backing for us. Uh, you know, we we always, all of us here in Colorado Springs, how many times have you heard over the past six months, we have the best fans in Colorado wrestling, right? I agree, and, uh, and that's one of my... And they're uh, proving it, right? They, they're proving it right now. They they absolutely are, man, and uh, not only that, but the wrestlers are seeing that too. Heidi, um, you'll hear in the interview in a, in a little bit, that uh, one of the reasons why that she's booked in June along with Abaddon is because the word got on the street, how well Colorado, Colorado Springs wrestling has been being run right now. And, uh, not to, not to puff you up too much, but man, it's a, it's a different atmosphere. It's a, it's a family, a family, it's a family locker room and everyone's taken care of. No one has to worry about not getting paid. Uh, you guys make sure that everyone's got a stipend over at the bar for booze or food, whatever the hell we want. And, there people yep. like people like Dan aren't shoving it into the dirt, man. Well, you know, when I took the company over, it wasn't in uh, the best of situations. And, you know, I promised I was going to not only build it back to where it was, but take it to new heights that it's never seen before. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. You know, I do have to say I got to give a lot of credit to my wife, Laura Chacon. Uh, Josh, her. you know, Love from her at the shows that woman works her ass off at those shows and you know takes care of all those sponsors and makes sure that the ring the announcers got all the right things to say and you know taking care of that vip section and all everybody in the entire crowd you know it's uh i i I do take a lot of pride and i'm very proud of all the work i do but i will also i'm a very humble person that says i wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for this army of people behind me that helped me you know, yourself included. Uh, I I am truly blessed to work for what I feel is the best wrestling company in the state of Colorado. Uh, uh, man, it's it's something special. And when it comes down to it, the wrestlers know it. And you're getting bigger wrestlers. You're getting more wrestlers because uh, everyone knows that we're safe here in the springs. And um, the the girls are seeing it, man. Like and the, those are the ones you really gotta pay attention to because they hear one wrong thing and you're you're done. 
Uh, but you're yeah. getting you're getting yeah. more and more. We're getting people from Utah. We're getting people from uh, Arizona. We're getting people from uh, fucking New Mexico, uh, Texas, yeah. and now. One of the things – I know this is a trying time right now because everyone's really worried about coronavirus right now and I hate even just saying the word. But all the shows got yeah. canceled and one of the things that really stood out to me was that you were worried uh, in that, that uh, brief uh, uh, press uh, release you did was that – you were trying to reassure everyone that Colorado Springs Wrestling is, you know, isn't dead. But it kind of surprised me because I would never think it would be dead in the first place. Yeah, sure, maybe one or two shows might get canceled. But that doesn't mean it's yeah. over. Well, and that's just it is. I just wanted to reiterate to everybody that, look, this is not the end. This is just a pause. That's all this is. We are going to come back. We're going to come back stronger than we were. And that's saying something because we were uh, we were coming in hot. Every month it was getting hotter and bigger. And, you know, so I don't stop working. I've already got things in plan. I, I've, you know, uh, as you know, I, I'll even make the official announcement right here on your show for you. We are bringing back the number one televised talk show for Colorado wrestling. The Root Awakening is returning starting this coming weekend. I'm going to be there, right? And you absolutely bet you'll be there. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, it, it was such a good show, and you know it's what got me into the wrestling business here in Colorado to begin with. That's how people found out who I was. So why not bring back what started it all? I'm, you know, and I'm excited for it. But in a way, like that, this pause on everything has really shown me and the rest of the world what the wrestling community. What, what our mustard is made out of, man. Everyone is coming together online. The group chat is nothing but positivity. Everyone pump, pumping each other up, whether we're going to do some back backyard show on Facebook uh, or, you know, man, Eric Angel, man, that guy, he's got a heart of gold, man. And he really put it in perspective earlier when he was right. talking about um, you don't understand what it's like when you take take these his burlesque shows and his wrestling away. I mean, you're 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 putting a lid on something that should not have a lid on it and obviously out of everyone's control but everyone has really yeah. come together man i mean uh, uh lilith avadon heidi uh damon ace uh uh balam links um uh joe vernola our our uh, our um our uh, announcer man like everyone is just ready to rock and roll and take care of each other yeah Exactly. And that's just it is, um, you know, first off, Eric Angel, I'm going to take a moment to say that's my brother right there. Uh, there's a reason he's always been one of my right hand guys. Uh, he's a good brother. He's a damn uh, good and I've brother. Been friends for years and years. He is, he, he is the king of hills. So don't test his kindness. But he is a brother. And, you know, he's about this business. Uh, Animal Sam, you know, Sam Sammy. is another one of them that. You know, I am. Yeah, he he's he's got a heart for the business. He's and not, that's all there is to it. You know, he doesn't just have a heart for a business, man. He's a he's a personal friend of mine. Like if if like he needed something, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Like and and he would too, man. I you mean, know, like, uh, Daisy, everybody. You know, and I mean, I could go for days. Uh, Big Guns, Justin Andrews. You know, he messages me almost daily. 
just to keep in contact with me. You know, um, the respect I have for him, it there isn't a word that describes it, to be honest. You know, he has helped me a lot to teach me a lot of things. Uh, I could sit here for hours just talking about these wrestlers. You've heard, you've been backstage with me when I'm talking to the boys and the girls, and I tell them all, you're my family. You've heard me every single show. The first thing I tell them is, I want you to go out there and have fun. Brother, and, brother Chadwin reached out to me this morning, man. I mean, like, everyone is just, just making sure everyone is okay. And I, it, like, I don't, how did I live without a wrestling family? How the fuck did I live without a wrestling family? I, you know, I wonder. Um, you know, the, everyone's become my family. All of even the the girls I have met, Heidi and Abaddon. I can't wait for them to show up at my show so I can show them what my company. You know what we do. What you know, this is how wrestling is supposed to be, right here. Dude, I, I agree. You know? I agree. I reached out to Monica and, uh, or Abaddon, and I was like, "Listen, come to. Uh, I know you're not booked till till June or July, but come to the show. We'll roll the red carpet out for you and your and your boyfriend Dustin." Even Absolutely. It, it's it's no questions asked. And and any other promotion that where I'm given a little bit of leeway, I I had that leeway with you because I messaged you. I'm like, "Hey, I invited her," and you're like, "Damn right." <laughs> right. You know it's. You, you can't grow if you're paranoid or if you don't trust people. I know this is a business that trust is a very hard thing to earn. But one thing I take a lot of pride in is that all the wrestling family, uh, all of them, when they work for me after that first show, they trust me and they know they can trust me. And I will not do anything that will ever jeopardize one of the wrestlers, one of the fans, one of the workers. My goal every month is to just improve this independent wrestling scene the best I can. Yeah, and I, I agree, man. At that uh, Colorado United show, that was – they had some of the best wrestlers they could imagine. It was Lilith's debut, and there was maybe 13 people in the crowd that weren't uh, family members or friends. And I'm just, uh, it was, it was kind of, it was an absolute travesty when it came to the promotion. I mean, one of the things I love is that if you're going to wrestle at a Colorado Springs wrestling show, the place is going to be packed. Cause you were on your, you're on your feet. You're, 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 you're putting flyers up. You're handing shit out. Uh, you have oh, most yeah. of the place booked before the damn, the, the, the actual show that's going on as it's going on. The next one is already halfway booked. <laughs> You know, we're sold out. We average, uh, we average about 150 pre-sale tickets every month, uh, which is almost all the ringside, all, all the VIP tables. And you realize I, this is why I say I love our fans so much. I hope they're all listening to this because they're one of the reasons that I got hope after the video. I, you know, my press conference, not a single, not one person that bought a ticket to the show that was supposed to happen on the 21st asked for a refund. All of them are going to redeem their tickets at our next event, whatever that may be. I've told every single one of them that their pre-ordered tickets, their pre-purchased are all valid. If they can't make it to that show, I'll redeem them sometime over the next year. It's And not a single person said I'd rather have my money back. A couple of the sponsors flat out told me to use that money from this month and put it back into the company. 
I mean, that's why I say we have got the best thing going right now between the fans, the wrestlers, the sponsors, the the workers. It's just it's, we like I say, we're truly blessed, brother. We truly are. We we've got a good wrestling family, and even uh, Rocky Mountain Pro is taking care of the wrestlers. Uh, New Era is taking care of their wrestlers. Uh, exactly, it, everyone is taking good care of everybody. Like the group chat, it, like seriously, man. I said it a minute ago and getting a little verklempt on this, but just goddamn the the wrestling family. I I, I posted a random thing. I'm not leaving uh, whatever backstage backyard thing we're doing unless I have two black eyes. And Lilith was like, uh, "Yeah, it's on." And I'm like, "How the hell did you know I was thinking of you to break my face?" <laughs> and uh, and and it's it's just uh, unity and the man. It's it's just it sucks right now. But everyone is shining bright. Everyone is shining bright. Uh, in fact, I talked to Big Guns earlier. Uh, when you listen to this, uh, I talked to – I've got a solid 20 with Big Guns that preface this, telling everyone how to buy his merch, everyone else's merch, um, to help support the crowd in the scene. Exactly. That's it. You know, uh, we do still have CSW – speaking of merch, uh, I still got CSW t-shirts available. I've got UWO t-shirts available. All you got to do is message me. I'll personally package it and send it out to you. Uh, you know, all that money is going right back into the company. We got huge things getting ready to uh, heading forward. You know, uh, nothing I can announce, unfortunately, yet. Uh, just because I got to wait and see how long this pause is going to be. Um, right. But, I mean, you know, the, the sky's the limit for us. And there's a lot getting ready to happen. We just got to be strong and we got to be patient through this situation man i agree and uh it's uh it's an unfortunate time right now but it's it's nice that everyone's coming together and taking care of each other man uh and any wrestler right now that's listening to this uh it's about to go live in about an hour which will obviously you're hearing it live <laughs> but uh <laughs> If you need anything from Joshua Michael, uh, Minefields, if you want to just talk for a few minutes and uh, tell me how we can put it out there how to sell your merch, uh, possible new shows, how to find you on online, uh, I'm all ears and I'll put it out there for everyone to know. And uh, what it, it it's it's like Providence, man, because Heidi, because uh, we're about to talk to Heidi, and her view on supporting the community. Her view on taking care of the girls, taking care of the boys, is it, it's you can't break it. it yeah. you, you can't. Well, you know that's just it. Is uh, I mean, I know, like I said, there, there there's a hundred more wrestlers I could name that have all shown me support and love, and I just want to let each and every one of you know, I love you right back. You're my family. You know, uh, Joshua, you know dang well you're right there with every single one of them. And it chokes me up a little bit because I take a lot of pride. You guys are my family. And you're the reason I do this. I agree, man. And uh, I appreciate it. But that ruthless Randy Root is a piece of shit. And I just want to punch him in the face. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well you better be ready because that asshole ain't done yet. Okay. <laughs> We're just scratching, scratching the surface there. Well, how you do know, we, um, I do appreciate you being able to take a moment just to be honest and be Randy Chacon, not Randy Rude, and just be so humble and thankful 
to be in the situation I'm in where, you know, my wife and kids are, they're home, they're taken care of. The wrestlers, I'm doing everything in my power that I possibly can to make sure they're taken care of. I'm messaging all of them that I can. Just making sure, just even as far as, do you have food? Do you have cleaning food? stuff? You know, just cleaners, whatever you need. Everything I can do. Whatever you need. I, exactly. Hell, my, my homeboy, he actually got quarantined yesterday because his sister came down positive. And, uh, I know you told me that. And I, uh, I, I went to his house, but I didn't go in. But I dropped off a yeah. couple of bottles of liquor <laughs> out, uh, out, you know, out it, in his lawn. I, well, you know, it's we're doing what we got to do. We're gonna make it through this. We're gonna we're make gonna, it. Through. We're gonna survive this, and uh, you know, we're we're gonna come back stronger, man. And we got the root awakening getting ready to start up. You know, all you Minesfield fans out there, you know, dang well Joshua is gonna be on that show with me. Uh, and it's going to be wrestling, but I'll talk about whatever. You know I love my comics just as much as the next guy. I'll sit there and we'll have a comic session on the episodes. I don't care. You know, I if, if the wrestlers want to chat about going to the grocery store, I don't care. Let's just – let's do it. Agreed. But uh, the, sh- the show The Rude Awakening is going to be character-based. So it's not. It, it, I want to make sure that it's not just another of the same. You know what I mean? You've got you've got the shoot interviews covered, brother. And you're as far as I'm concerned, there's a reason you're right there with me because you're the best out there doing it. Man, I, you know, I appreciate uh, that, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we're bringing back the rude awakening so that these characters can come out and let you know. You know the stuff with Animal Sam and Javier Cruz isn't over yet. No. So <laughs> I will announce the guests on the first episode will be Animal Sam and Javier Cruz. So who knows what's going to happen on that episode. And yes, there is a ring at my house. So if it comes down to it, we settle it in the back. Uh, you, this is... This is another chapter. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's another chapter. Me too, man. And uh, I'm even though this sucks that it happened, but everyone's coming together. And guys, wrestling is life. Absolutely. Man, Randy, uh, I'm proud to call you a brother. Can't wait to shake your hand yep. and give you a hug, man, because you always give good hugs. And, uh, and uh, tell your homegirl that I love her because, man, is she rocking it right now. And – just just good stuff we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get together soon guys and uh thanks again this is minefields over and out man brother uh brother chatwin i'm so happy Hello. to have you on the show i'm so happy to have you on the show man oh thank you great brother now we've got a great interview with uh honey hallitzer in, in a minute but unfortunately all the shows are getting canceled right now man uh how are y'all doing holding up there in the in utah well, we're all doing all right besides, you know, the earth crate that happened today, you know, very scary stuff. Do you lose power? Um, my grandmother did, but we did not at my house. So the Great Watcher is taking care of your PS4 and uh, all your internet uh, connections. <laughs> oh, this is also true. <laughs> oh, the, the Great Watcher provides. Exactly. Exactly, brother. Now, uh, 
I really appreciate your time, man. Uh, I've got a lot of the local dudes talking on this show, and it's it's a special episode. And I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, did has any devotion shows been canceled? Um, everything is still up in the air right now, as we know so far. Now, uh, when's the next show? Um, our next show is pencil in for April 11th. Oh, so we might have a little bit of time. That might be safe. Uh, they're keeping everyone indoors for about two weeks. Uh, I'm here in the Springs, man. It's, uh, it's pretty much on lockdown. I hooked my dad out, um, uh, quite a bit today and, uh, but, I mean, it was a fight to find some eggs. Oh, don't worry. If you pray to the Great Watcher, you'll find those eggs. Dude, uh, I think that's what happened because I was out there thinking, like, who who do I pray to? And I was thinking about you guys, and you guys put me on the right path. Uh, I don't go to any uh, naughty websites anymore, and uh, uh, I just drink straight uh, tea with no uh, caffeine and uh, no sugar, and I appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> Good job, brother. Good job. You are certainly welcome on that one. Now, uh, how do we support you guys uh, with or without the show? Um, Follow all Devotion Championship Wrestling superstars on their social media. Babe, uh, do you guys got a lot of uh, Pro Wrestling Tees uh, shops set up, or is it just straight, uh, straight uh, DevotionChampionship.com? Um. Have, uh, right now, go to um, gotta go to the Devotion Championship Wrestling shows to get the merch. We're probably gonna work something up. Don't know yet, especially with us and, and our great watcher Tombstone Jesus. We have some ideas. We talked about the last show. Yeah, uh, we're about to uh, lead into an interview with Heidi Hallitzer, and she is a big fan of Tombstone Jesus. Big fan. Oh. She's going on the great path. It's it's definitely something that can't be mistaken. Now, um, oh no 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 no. How are you guys holding up there in Utah, man? Like uh, like uh, everything shut down in your 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 shoot job safe? Oh, everything everything's going all right. You know, there's some businesses that are actually shut down. And there's all certain places only letting a few amount of people in. But the good brothers and our great wa- with our great watcher, we can get in anywhere. Nice, nice. Uh, how are you holding? No up? coronaviruses affecting the brothers or our great watcher. Oh, I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm happy that you're being taken care of. Uh, what are you guys doing while you're uh, holding? Um, training, train, train, workout. Uh, where do you guys usually train? Like, uh, you guys got like a twenty-four hour gym you go to, or you guys have a like a main, uh, uh, you know, devotion championship area? Or I know, I know, uh, brother Austin has a few places he goes to. I go to uh, Vasa, but it, at the moment it's closed. But I got some uh, gym equipment at my house that helps me out, stays in shape. Now, uh, how would uh, the uh, Brother Smith recommend everyone uh, take care of themselves in this time of crisis? Read the good book. It's a good book. It's a good book. Now, uh, other than that, like we're, we're talking like uh, you guys um, just hold in, just playing video games. You guys, obviously, you're working out. Um, what are you guys eating? You guys, like, is your family oh. Okay. Oh, our families are doing good. You know, everyone's healthy, doing all right. 
everyone's got plenty of food, water, and everything. Dude, that's what I like to hear. How's your How's your uh, mom and dad and your uh, your family? That's real close. I mean, like you guys uh, get to hang out a lot. You guys hold in with them. Um, I'm uh, I check in on my family all the time, making sure my mom and dad, my brother, my sister are good. My grandmother. I actually went to my grandma's house this morning after that earthquake to check, make sure she was okay. That's awesome, man. That's 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 good looking out. Like, uh, what do you just? Maybe, does she? Uh, do you get fed? I mean, one of the best things about going to grandma's house is showing up, and she's like, "Oh, let me feed you." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I did not get food this time. <laughs> oh, it was one of those days, man. I understand. I understand. Um, oh. Now, now uh, devotion championship. Uh, the show's not canceled yet. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't get canceled at all. Uh, but if oh, it, yeah. if it was. What, what would you – do you guys have a contingency plan? Have uh, Has Devotion reached out to to the boys, let them know what's going to go – what's going to go down if, if shit goes um, down? All I can say is um, there's been talks about it and everything's still nothing set in stone yet, but we just um, – just wait to further notice. Man, it's been uh, – I appreciate you taking time out from your busy day. I know you got a lot of uh, work to do there in the church. A lot of singing. I know, I know you're. I know you're big in the choir there, aren't you? Well, Brother Chatwin is. Uh, some of his secrets don't want to be let out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we sure we're sure you have a heavenly voice, and I appreciate you taking the time out. We uh, we talked oh. to uh, Big Guns and uh, Randy Chacon, uh not actual uh, ruthless Randy. He actually went full kayfabe, uh, broke kayfabe, and uh, let us know how it's happening in Colorado. And uh, Big Guns, uh, definitely give a shout-out to everyone that he knew to uh, where to buy their merch because it's hurting right now, man. Like, people depend on this money that, that you guys do. And uh, and a lesser degree me, he's just going to just run and sound at CSW. But uh, I'm, I'm worried about everybody, man. I'm worried that bills aren't going to get paid. I'm worried that uh, there's going to be eviction notices. I'm worried that the Good Brothers are going to get sick. And um, Oh, the good brother, us good brothers, will never get sick. Oh man, I I hope I I am leaning on your faith on that one, man. I just uh, oh, yes, because you guys put your way in uh, harm's way often to to get the job oh, done, yeah. and uh, oh yeah, we certainly appreciate what you do. Um, oh, thank you, brother. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Just for a quick shout out to everyone. And uh, oh, thank you. Uh, Heidi, we got Heidi Hallister coming up. Have you uh, got the chance to meet her? I believe Heidi Hallister. I believe I have met her. Well, she certainly likes you guys, man. <laughs> oh, ha, ha. We'll have to baptize her and let her join, become Sister Heidi Hallister. How do I become a Brother Smith? I mean, like, seriously, I'm putting the work out there. <laughs> well, Brother, we'll have to uh, baptize you the next time we see you. Dude, I'll have a, I'll have some holy water waiting. Oh yeah, and by the way, we still have that uh, gift for you next time we see you. Yeah, we, we have that gift. And I've got a I've got some. Uh, I owe you guys a steak dinner. I promised you guys, and uh, or if you guys want some That's Mexican food, yeah, you guys got makes their uh, brother Manny comes a little bit earlier, so we can uh, get something on the stove and have a oh, family yeah. dinner. Oh, and then and don't worry. Also, just uh, on the down low. Me and Brother Austin have something very uh, good, special idea for an entrance that is in the works. Can't say what it is, but 
everyone's going to love it. Just let me know, man. I'll play it. <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show, man. You stay oh, thank you, you. You stay safe, healthy, and uh, take care of all the good brothers out there. I'll uh, oh. I'll keep walking the line because you guys really set me straight. Appreciate you. Oh, thank you. You take care too, brother. Yeah, don't hang up. And everyone out, and everyone out in Colorado. <laughs> oh, agreed, agreed. Everyone in Colorado, you stay safe, and I appreciate you, man. Uh, don't hang up. Stop the recording. Oh, I won't. I've got Miss Heidi Hellitzer. How the hell are you? I'm pretty swell. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, so mm. what's not to love? All right, first thing first, happy 316, taking a drink. Ah, I heard it. I heard it. Oh, it doesn't want to go. There we go. <laughs> my favorite, happy 316. One of my favorite Stone Cold moments was we were actually watching it live that night. Uh, the night that Stone Cold was hunting down Booker T's ass. And uh, Booker T was uh, the old man's man at the moment, and Stone Cold was backed by Ric Flair. And, oh hell yeah! And they didn't know where where you know where where Austin was. Where's Austin? Just tell where the hell. Is. <laughs> and uh, Flair's laughing his ass off, and it's the infamous um, the infamous grocery store scene. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Yes. Yes. We were watching it live that night, and when he snuck up behind Booker T, and like he's just like eating cereal and shit, <laughs> and just, he, he just, just lose it. pops the beard. <laughs> yeah, like what's what's not to love? So it's, it's interesting, actually, kind of like on a, a side note of that, I fucking love Stone Cold, but like I, um, I got into wrestling at a weird time. Like I, I knew about it like as a kid, played the video games and stuff, but I never like really watched it. And then I found it on TV in like 2012, 2013, something like that. And so like when um, I started watching older wrestling, my first introduction to like, I knew who Stone Cold was, but I started watching like <laughs> Steve Austin, like Hollywood blondes, Steve Austin. So watching that whole evolution was pretty freaking fantastic. That's one of my favorite things about the, uh, the, the WWE game that he's on the cover of. You have to fight your way through his career. Yes, I actually haven't played that. Oh, which so, one's that? Uh, I think it's 2016. Oh, cool. I, I think it's. I gotta look that up while we're talking. I gotta like double check that. But no, that you have to fight your way through through his career. Uh, unfortunately, they they heavily edit out. Uh, you know the Austin 316 speech. You don't. I don't think they say ass. <laughs> <laughs> so not genuine at all. Yeah, I mean, like the the man is a saint to me like i was telling uh i was telling big guns the other day uh that uh i used to have dreams about him coming to my school and just stunning everyone that like i hated it's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty uh, sweet dream it it uh, i've had some in, like did you ever see that movie sidekicks back in the day i have not where jonathan brandis is constantly daydreaming about being best friends with chuck norris and like he's like <laughs> And his his daydreams are like they they fully acted out like when they're like they're in the old west like they're in Vietnam coming out of the Viet Cong water like with machine guns. That's how I used to think about Stone <laughs> I I love it. That's fantastic. I love it so much. Well, because it's uh, dude, it's I think it's free on YouTube. If you ever get bored, it's a phenomenal movie. It's a complete ripoff of the Karate Kid 
but just add Chuck Norris into it. Like he's oh perfect. He's getting beat up all the time, and then he starts learning karate, and then he the tries to join the the tournament, and unfortunately, they're one person shy, and the naturally <laughs> the. The evil dojo is ruled by a guy who hates Chuck Norris with a passion, and Chuck Norris just happens to be at the show. For the- <laughs> what a coincidence! <laughs> yeah, it's it's an awesome movie. But uh, while we're on the topic, tell me some more about your favorite Stone Cold moment since it's a three sixteen day. Oh God, probably the Zamboni. You know, so like the the favorite moment of everyone. Um, that and just the moment where he rolls down the entrance ramp on a fucking office chair, I I just I just love it. I love it so much. I have to say my favorite moment is when they were trying to convince him to become old school Stone Cold again, and it was the uh, it was the they were it was the WCW guys versus uh, and the ECW guys versus the the WWE guys. And everyone, all the, the WB guys are getting their asses kicked, and JR is like, "We need Austin now. Where is he?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this truck like zooms up behind like behind the venue, and like uh, like uh, Crash Holly's getting the dog shit kicked out of him. And then Stone Cold comes out with a half a pool cue and fights his way to the ring and stuns like fifteen dudes and wins it for everyone. It was just it it's it's if you haven't seen it, it's the biggest pop you will ever see. I, it, there's well, nothing it's- like it. It's amazing to me because, like, if obviously, like the injury and everything impacted his career, but just you know, not not even thinking about all of that, the fact that that guy he could go, like, he could work his ass off, and he managed to get a gimmick over where all he has to do is like brawl yep. and do a stunner and and flip the bird. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. Like, anytime you can get yourself over by doing. That, not that he didn't do little, but you know what I mean? Like, right. relatively, in the grand scheme of things, not a ton of stuff. Right. And you're getting this huge pop from the audience. Hell yeah. People don't even notice that you're not even wrestling anymore. You're just drinking. No. <laughs> They're just into it. Everyone's losing their mind because he's drinking a couple brewskis, which I, I wish people reacted like that when I drank brewskis. That's was, the dream. I was actually debating what shirt I should wear. Uh, when I interview you, and I was like, "See, I've got my what? I've got my old, old what shirt." And I used to have a three sixteen shirt, but I get, I traded it for, I traded it at WrestleMania in New Orleans, um, uh, what like two and a half years ago, almost three. And uh, I traded it with this German dude named Sven, who was re- who is wrestling for WXW and was at the time being trained by Walter. Oh, nice! And he and had a, terrifying. Yeah, he was he was awesome. We had a full blown match in our hostel room. I mean, like we're <laughs> we're still good buddies. Like he taught me how to bump on concrete. I mean, we'd been drinking oh. like crazy, and um and uh, he traded. I traded my Stone Cold three sixteen shirt for his Walter shirt, and uh, I think it was a great trade. But I was thinking, what should I wear? Because I'm interviewing Heidi Hallitzer. <laughs> I can wear my. I've got one really special shirt. It's a good luck shirt. And uh, if you ever see me wearing it, it's like a special, special occasion. That's I'm wearing my, my black craft Colt uh, uh, when they were into wrestling. And, uh, yeah. It's got the pentagram on the front. and uh, But on the back, it says um, – I'm not sure. I hope I don't offend you, uh, but I'm not sure. Is it the goddess fake use. wrestling is real one? Yep. God is interesting. Yeah. That's that's my that's the that's the shirt I'm wearing. So that's I, I picked it for good luck uh, in case I pissed you off and I could you know divert. The I am situation. very scary. <laughs> oh Heidi Hallitzer. I mean you're naming yourself after like German artillery. So hell yeah. 
bringing in the big guns and the bad puns, baby. Oh, it makes me happy. And uh, dude, uh, Abaddon had nothing but good things to say. Like the primary reason, uh, other than obviously I wanted you on the show, is one of the great gimmicks I've had to the show since I started it was that uh, nine times out of ten, if I contact you, it's because the last person I interviewed put you over like crazy. That's right. That's because Abaddon knows what's good for her. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have had a lot of matches. Uh, oh, God. That, We've that, had so many matches. How's that tete-a-tete go, man? I mean, like, you getting to learn each other pretty well? or? Oh, shit. It's, so it's good and it's bad. So, so it's on, on one hand, it's awesome because you don't get that same kind of like pre-match anxiety when it's someone you've worked a bunch of times. Um, and it makes it easier. You like, you know, kind of each other's move sets. you know what the other person, um, likes to do what they don't like to do, what they're really good at taking, what they're really good at giving. So, so it makes it, it makes it fun to put the match together. The thing that sucks is for the audience. Like when they've seen you wrestle each other, like 80 times, uh, at the end of the day, no matter how creative you try to get, it's still kind of the same match. Um, so that's that's one thing we've like struggled with a lot is like shit. How do we how do we make this feud cool? Because man, we've wrestled each other a bunch of times. How long have you guys known each other? Uh, so I met Monica when she started at Rocky Mountain Pro. I started training, I guess, two or three months before her. Oh, sorry, Abaddon. <laughs> um, two three months before she did, um, and we met at Rocky Mountain Pro started wrestling together. Um, and yeah, we hit it off really well. One of the reasons I joined Rocky mountain pro is, uh, my now husband and I were relatively new to Colorado and, um, I wanted to, you know, we both wanted to make friends and, uh, it's hard when you move to a whole new state and, uh, yeah, found Rocky mountain pro and, and that worked out really well. I mean, being all the girls there that have come and gone are all still, we're all really tight. We've got a group message that, just never ends and is constantly blowing up on Facebook. So that's always fun. Where did you move from? Uh, I am from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Right on. One of my best friends lives there. I have not gotten to go and I've been promising her for like 15 years and I'll go. I did make it to her wedding, but what brought you out to, what brought you out of Colorado? Just uh, you and your, were you, you and your husband together at the time? Yeah. So um, we'd been dating for, I guess, two years or so at the time, but um uh, we decided, so I was working in oil and gas steel industry, um, back in Houston and That's wasn't right. like loving it or anything. The main uh, there, right? <laughs> as, sorry, go ahead. It's the main industry there, right? Yeah. Oil and gas yeah. all day long. Um, I mean, just every corner, it's like, there's some kind of corporation there. Um, so lots of jobs there, money's good, all that. But let me warn you, if you ever go to Houston, about 10 months out of the year, you walk outside and you immediately have swamp ass. Like, it's <laughs> it's terrible. Like, you walk outside and you're like, cool, I need to shower again because I'm disgusting. Um, yeah, so it's really sweaty. There's not a lot to do outside um, unless you want to, like, play golf. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, lots of good places to eat. But, yeah, terribly hot, um, lots of mosquitoes, cockroaches, the traffic is awful. I really like being from Houston, don't get me wrong. The uh, hip-hop culture is super cool. The food is great. But, man, um, we wanted to live somewhere where, you know, you can go do outdoor things, and it's really nice most of the year. So started looking for uh, for a job just out of state and in pretty places. And uh, luckily found a job with a company that – uh, relocated us and yeah, got us here in January of 2018. 
That's awesome. And that makes me happy that you guys made such a good choice together. Uh, one of my favorite things about life in general is seeing like actual happy couples. And uh, I was, uh, cause when I first, uh, when I, I saw photos of your wedding, didn't realize it was your wedding like months ago. Cause uh, Abaddon was posting some photos. <laughs> yep. And uh, I was like, damn, that must've been a damn good party. And um, so that, that's awesome. Now, um, so you get to Colorado and then all of a sudden you just decide to be a wrestler. Uh, how does that happen? Okay, so <laughs> because it's a podcast, you get the you get the long story of how uh, Heidi uh, Howitzer came to be. Uh, um, so uh, said husband actually, when he's been wrestling for like the last eleven years, something like that. What's his case? Um, so when we started dating in Houston, he was actually an active wrestler, uh, which is great because I actually um, so we met online dating, but. A year before that, I was at a VFW Hall wrestling show, Shocker, with two of my big old Mark friends. Not that I'm not a Mark, but they're like... Super Marks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they know their shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, you know, fangirling and heckling the wrestlers because I, I've i always been just the, the, you know, heckling asshole in the audience if I'm not wrestling, um, which really just translates to my character. Um, I, thought, <laughs> I thought this was America. Right, right. <laughs> Get red, white, and bruised, bitch. Um, but, but yeah, they. Uh, so I saw the show, everything, and Alex was actually my my husband was actually on the show, and uh, a year later, we connected on online dating, and I sent a message to my, and he had like mentioned he was a wrestler. I sent a message to my Mark buddies, and like, LOL, I'm going out with this wrestler. Life is so weird. What is this? And they're like, Yeah, that was that guy you were like fangirling over last year like i didn't connect the dots they did so you know that's that's awesome um, you, row so, three seat 16 i heard you talking shit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah he like scrolled back in my instagram and saw like a video i had taken from that uh from that show like a year ago so i'm like hey man you're just as sketchy as i am that's awesome. not really I'm, I'm way worse um but yeah so we uh he was doing like booker t's row out there um inspire no shit. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, he was actually tag team champions for a while. Uh, Alex Reigns was his worker name in in Texas with uh, Ryan Davidson down at ROW. Um, and so, like, I always liked going to the shows. It was fun. Um, had a good time, but never really had any, like, intention of, of learning. Granted, the, the nearest school was, like, a good hour, hour and a half drive. And in Houston with traffic, it's just even worse. Right. Um, but we, we moved to, to Denver and uh, he had kind of decided to like quasi retire from wrestling for a while and just just kind of stop. Um, he was getting kind of burnt out on it anyway. You know, he'd been doing it for like a decade. So we moved here, and we were here for about like six months or so until I had a a few too many brewskis one day, and nice. I was like, "Hey, don't laugh at me, but I really want to learn how to wrestle." We'd been watch- watching a lot of like old WCW Thunder and stuff. So I'm like, I think I can handle this. Beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we found Rocky mountain pro and he was like, okay, well if, if you're going to do it, I'll do it too. So, uh, the fans may know him as Austin Reddick. So that's, that's my husband. Um, and, uh, yeah, that I, I started, uh, we, we linked up with Matt, Mr. Mercury, Matt Yaden at Rocky mountain pro did a little tryout and, Stayed for the training afterwards, which I was sore for like forever. It sucked, <laughs> and and the rest is history, I guess. No, that ma- that makes me happy. Like uh, in the wrestling business, from like I'm I'm one of those 
like I'm not trying to talk about myself. I just want to put it in perspective. I'm one of those. I'm one of those smart marks that like four years ago tried to talk wrestling with you and you didn't watch New Japan Pro. I wanted nothing to do with you. And um, one of the things that I've learned so uh, I really like right now is that um, the Colorado environment is it's not too clicky, but there's 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 ways in as long as you're good and you know how to walk the walk. The same like show up in a suit. Um, obviously, you know don't talk shit about people. But when you hear consistently good things from literally every single person that mentions their name, Matt Yaden is like a god to, <laughs> among these guys. Uh, not that you guys like bow down to him like that, but holy shit, does he take good care of you? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, they Rocky Mountain Pro offers a, a really nice training facility. Like, if even if you don't take any of the other opportunities or the platform under consideration, I mean, the ring alone that you get to train in at Rocky Mountain Pro is fantastic. Legit, um, legit tall boy. Yeah, ropes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm very proud of myself. I get to come in um, between the top and the second rope. I did actually. I did the Micromania tour, so midget wrestling with. Nice. Uh, with a couple of the girls, uh, Abaddon and, and, uh, Ronnie winter, the ice queen. And, um, I was really hoping cause the ring's so small, I could like finally go over the top rope, but it wasn't to be. How did you start paying your dues? I mean, obviously you're setting up the ring. I mean like, uh, anything that sticks out? Uh, let's worked merch table. Oh, I worked the camera a lot for Rocky mountain pro when I first started. So, um, doing roaming cam for, uh, for the show. Right. So a lot of that, um, I was also like, I, so, so, I mean, I, you'll, you'll hear from some people, a lot of people are like modest and stuff when they say this, but man, I was really bad for a long time. I'm like, I'm still not great by any means, but I was what, what they call in the business, the drizzling shits. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, so I mean, it was, it was a lot. So if you watch like old Rocky mountain pro, I say old Rocky mountain pro, like, Late 2018 was when they first started giving me any kind of like visible uh, showtime or anything, and I was just managing Chongo. Um, so my my background, which is <laughs> a task in and of itself, let me tell you. Um, but I uh, my background before this, I actually I I power lift competitively and do strongman. So I'm strong, cool, um, but I am not very agile or coordinated or any of those things that are good for sports. <laughs> um, so, so a lot of what I would do when I first started is like, okay, Hey, you're going to go, you know, a company Chongo to the ring. And then like, you're going to run in and like, I power bombed my husband through a table at a rack house show once. That was pretty sweet. Um, so I go do like that's some feet of strength and then go hide back behind the curtain because yikes. <laughs> but yeah, no, a lot of, uh, I I was a manager for a while before, or I guess a yeah manager handler whatever for a while before I even started wrestling. Um, and and when I wasn't wrestling, yeah, I was normally working a camera for the for the most part. Was is is one was one of your because I I I wrestled in high school and I I was drizzling shits too. I think the only guy I ever beat was this one skinny dude, and he wrestled for the Christian school. And <laughs> and y- y- you know that, what a nerd. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> And the only way I always uh, ever beat him was because I would cheat. I would like I would I'd get him down and I'd start rubbing my chin in his eyes, <laughs> it, or or yeah, or or I just told me I'd have a thumb in his armpit like when I'm trying to pin him. 
Yeah, so, that did not feel good. Yeah, that, no, that sucks. But my problem uh, was that I was thinking too much. And Stone Cold always said, if you're thinking, you're stinking. Oh, man, do I stink. <laughs> that was <laughs> That was a long time, like getting out of your head, man. That is so hard. I didn't, um, it's actually a joke. So, uh, Alex calls me Heidi Howitzord because like for the first like six months of wrestling, I didn't bend my knees. Like that's the first thing to go when I get nervous is my legs just lock right up. Mm-hmm. I wrestled, uh, Priscilla Kelly like about a month ago at the last respect show. And she was trying to put my legs into some like some hold uh and she had to like slap the shit out of my my thigh because i just went and like had a panic moment and everything just like locked right up um so yeah yeah i i identify with that statement yeah and, and if you're thinking you're stinking now you're you're out of your head now uh what was what was the moment when when it came together because it's it's come together i've seen i've seen footage there's proof. Uh, it, it exists. Uh, the I, truth is out there. I no, researched um, you. So it's it's interesting. Um, so aside from the uh, the powerlifting and stuff, my other thing I I, I I'm a classically trained tuba player. So um, which is weird, but here you go. Uh, so I'm a classically trained tuba player. So I was like I've been a performance person for forever, and I can definitely pinpoint the moment with like playing tuba where. I was able to get out of my own head and just perform and put out a product that, hey, this is how I hear it in my head. This is what I want it to sound like. Um, with wrestling, that was definitely not the case. It was not like a, hey, this is how I see this happening, and this is just going to happen this way organically. I'm just going to let it go, and, and we're good. Um, honestly, what what really happened for me and when I kind of started to put the pieces together, um, and Abaddon will say the same thing. Um, the Lockett's locker room for like as long as I've been a part of it, uh, with, with more girls or less girls, we're always, everyone's super neurotic. We're all big bags of anxiety. And it kind of came to the point where I was like, okay, (laughs) one of us has to like be the, the, the calm in this storm. Like one of us has to be able to keep their shit together in a match. Um, so really it kind of came to be with, okay, well, Heidi's the one who can remember, stuff during the match. I'm the one who can keep talking throughout it. Whether I'm executing it well or not, I can remember what we're supposed to be doing. Um, so it was a lot of me kind of talking to the other girls in the matches. Um, and especially like when, um, Ronnie winter and Trina, the galactic goddess came on and they, they, I, I'm basically, I, I'm the one everyone puts the, the greener girls with. I'm the one who takes everyone through their first matches. And it's because I mean, for whatever reason, uh, (laughs) either to my detriment or not, um, I can focus on what I need to get them to be doing rather than what I need to be doing myself, and it helps take me out of my own head and just do the thing. So you're so you're a natural leader. You just didn't know it. Hey, yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, like that's the that's the that's one of the true callings of a leader is when they step up at the right moment and without saying, "I'm the leader. I'm Leonardo." Um, that that makes me happy hearing that because that's 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 the sign of a of a good person and also a good wrestler. Um, when um, this whole virus broke out and I kept seeing that you know shows were getting canceled. Uh, at first, I was like, "Great, they're taking care of the boys," and then I and then, and, and the girls. Sorry, um, but um, then I realized, oh shit, we ain't getting paid. Yeah. We yeah, getting it's, paid. it's nuts. And I was so bummed out because I actually had the uh, – I could never make it to a Respect Women's show. 
But the the one that was coming up that just got postponed was postponed, and I was so bummed out about that all day long. Um, you and me both, <laughs> and it, it it sucks because like so I got I was on the Triple L show on Friday too, and it got postponed. And uh, Nick Gossert um, is amazing. I can't say enough wonderful things about him as a promoter. Um, and and I know it really hit him really really hard having to do. To, to postpone not only the Triple L show but the upcoming Respect show. That's his. Is that his baby? The Nick's uh, Respect Women's Wrestling. That he's. It's him and Yaden, right? Yep, yep, and yeah, it's it's really uh, it's it's their love child, and and Gossard's really done an amazing job of. I mean, one thing I love about Respect, among a lot of things, I I can't say uh, it's my favorite show by far. I freaking love it. Um, but it gives us a platform to, so like I just mentioned, you know, I've been tasked a lot with taking, um, newer girls through, through matches when I'm, you know, only a year and a half in myself. Um, one thing that's fantastic about respect is Nick brings in these, these girls who are girls, women who are already names and they know exactly what they're doing. They're vets. And man, having that match with like Priscilla Kelly last month where I could be like, please take care of me. Yeah. Hold my hand. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing was amazing. You guys <laughs> so, had, yeah, I can't say enough good things about all that. You guys had Thunder Rosa and, uh, Hell fucking, yeah. and, and dude, she's my favorite on NWA right now. Oh my God. She's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, uh, she's the tits. So when Alex was wrestling down in good Texas, tits actually, too. <laughs> yeah, when Alex was wrestling down in Texas, I got to see her uh, down there, and I actually met her at a Rise seminar last January, um, and it was oh, I love her so much. I um, so when I I met her. Uh, or what I, you know, I, I saw her at respect. She like remembered me from like one time she'd met me a year ago. And I was like, Oh, you're so nice. And then she beat the shit out of me at the end of the, the <laughs> beat down, which is great. But yeah, she's a sweetheart. Um, I can't say enough good things about Thunder Rosa. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like all the women we've had in at the respect locker room have been fantastic, but Thunder Rosa's the bomb. She's like, when are you coming to San Antonio? You can sleep on my couch. And I'm like, I love you. I'll be there next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will be there next week. Now, I took one gender studies class in college, so I feel I'm completely qualified to talk about it. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> um, I'll, I have a story for y'all uh, uh, when we do the Festival of Friendship uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, but only only when we start because I just want to make you guys laugh and break the ice. But um, <laughs> oh, Sorry, I'm just thinking about that story. I'm not laughing at you or anything. <laughs> The when it comes when it comes down to a respect women's wrestling show or a women's wrestling show, I've got a few few specific questions. Uh, one of them is: Is it a good thing that it is being run by a man because this was a male dominated? And I, I hesitate to say that it's still a very uh, men's club. Oh, it's it's a hundred percent a boys club. Yeah, is a it, brothers club. It's a brothers club. Now, uh, so do you think it's a good thing that, the, that there's two guys running it right now to make sure that you guys can get over the pitfalls of it and avoid the things that they know you need to avoid or just keep those assholes away? Um, or do you, would you eventually want to see more women taking the control, not over respect women's wrestling, but just over wrestling in general? Yeah, so I think it. So that's an excellent question. Um, and and so on. Two two notes on that. So one, having uh, men running respect, and then as far as seeing like women doing this with their own promotions, um, I think we're finally at a place with women's wrestling where we're going to start seeing that 
which is fantastic. I mean, if you look at like Faye Jackson has her Grace Sweatpants Battle Royale go well or you know postponed because oh god coronavirus, but right. but you know so stuff like that, like which everyone's super pumped for. I mean, it looks it's going to be hilarious, but also fantastic. And um, with with social media, so not only social media, but women's wrestling becoming more of a thing, being taken more seriously. Um, women are able to make that stuff happen and it's fantastic. And we do have a lot of counterparts now in wrestling, a lot of men who, who are taking you seriously as a woman. I mean, that being said, I was on a, a show in the middle of nowhere, not too long ago where a lovely gentleman, um, in of course, Confederate flag tights walked up to my, my good brother during my match and was like, Oh, I've never seen a two women wrestle like that. It's pretty hot. And, you know, they could do all the thing, the thing the men can now. And I'm like, I wanted to be like, man, your bar must be really low. Cause this was not a good match. Yeah. But, uh, you, you also, you're going to get the guys like that. But, for the most part, it's it's really not like that anymore. Um, again, like I already said, I can't say enough good things about Gossert. Like he really, um, he really supports all of the women, and he does a fantastic job at. Um, and I think a lot of it is due to his previous relationships with uh, wrestlers through Triple L. Um, he does a really good job of bringing those girls back in, and um, and it's nice because you get to share a locker room with them. And uh, Nick's very respectful of everything. I mean, he's hardly in your hair at all outside of just saying, hey, here's the booking. Go have fun. Make me money. Right. <laughs> so it's – yeah, it's good. Yeah, because even, uh, even with just my ear to the ground and people forget that I'm a reporter, um, I've only heard nothing but fair things about about the gentleman you're speaking of. Uh, I have not heard of like not getting paid or, or, oh. <laughs> or, or getting paid less – and and that's something I'm actively listening for because I, it's not because I want to expose things. No, oh, man, um, but yeah, indie wrestling is it's a mess. Yeah, when it it's, comes it, to that. I don't want to expose anything. That's not that's not my gimmick here. That's not that's not the whole reason that this even exists at all. And and it's it's really just to put over wrestlers. And um, I, I listen for those things because I want to know who I can talk to, who I should should not talk to, and. Uh, Y- y'all have been pretty good at giving me the the wink wink nudge nudge. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, every every now and then. Um, question about I, I I try to ask all the the women I've interviewed, and unfortunately, it's only been two: uh, Lilith and Abaddon. But when it comes down to it, do you want to be known as a lady wrestler, or a woman's wrestler, or do you just want to be known as a wrestler? No, I want to be known as a wrestler. I mean, I'm I'm a lady and I'm a wrestler, but mm-hmm. like. That's tricky though, too, because I want to be like, "Yay, girl power!" Like I'm a lady wrestler, but I, I think you know what I mean by, I guess, delineating that. Um, I'm a wrestler who ha- is also a lady, um, so that's that's cool. <laughs> now, and and I like the fact that you use the word lady because I use the word lady very specifically. Now, I could say women's wrestling, but if I say you're, if I if I treat you like a lady, I'm not opening the door because I want to bone you. I'm opening the door because I'm trying to. <laughs> Because like – and that, that's a hard thing to really do now because like you open the door for someone. Like, I have a boyfriend like, bitch, I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then, no, and then, that's, that's so real. <laughs> but so I say lady because I, I, I don't I, I don't want to offend you uh, when it like I, I try to make the situation as, as, as uh, palpable and comfortable as possible. Um, like I, I don't know if uh, Abaddon told you how we had everything going on uh, last week. But it, it, I definitely wanted people to make friends. Uh, did she tell you everything that we had going on behind the scenes? 
Um, a little bit. I didn't get too much detail though. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I had Lilith come. Uh, Lilith come hang out. Yes. 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 I had Lilith come hang out, and it was because I wanted her to have some quality time, and because she has shown me that she is hungry as a motherfucker. She's, oh yeah, she's great. Her attitude and everything, like she's she's busting her ass. She's she's awesome, and go, she's a sweetheart. Going to shows, she's not even booked for it. Not even like hoping that she might get put on the card last minute. Helping out with everything, putting everyone over, making these long ass drives to Utah. Uh, all that good stuff. Um, it, it it makes me happy that you guys have uh, really. Uh, hopefully, I, I'm getting a, a a decent reputation in in town. But again, it's, it's it's not about me. It's about you guys. And again, when it comes to ladies wrestling, thank you for clarifying that for me. Uh, when it comes down to locker room situations, uh, I'm curious because um, did you hear about everything that happened with Tessa Blanchard? Yes, yes, I did. Now that. That confused me for on a, on a lot of different levels. Number one, because it happened coincidentally the day before she was about to go over. Yep. Uh, the fact that Sammy Callahan was – everyone knew she was going to get put over. That Sammy right. Callahan, an infamous, infamous son of a bitch slash infamously nice take care of the boys behind the scenes guy was putting over uh, a lady wrestler <laughs> for, for, for the championship. Number right. three, she gets accused of spitting in a, a, a black woman's face and calling her the N-word. Yeah. Now, I saw how Twitter blew up and I was torn because I don't want to believe. I'm not one of those people that hears a bad story. Ooh, like, come on, tell me they've got some footage of it. <laughs> right. I don't want to see her get damned or, or doomed forever because there's – but there was a lot of people like, mm, I was there. <laughs> Yeah, I that's was, the thing is like – because she's so good, man. She like – when you talk about it, like she has it in spades. Uh, it's just – it's amazing. But it's one of those things too where it's like no matter like what time it comes out, like the boys talk. Right. And like the boys talk is a very real phrase for for wrestling, Correct. you know. Uh, the boys talk and, and, and it, unfortunately it's not like just one person said it like – people were coming out from all places about, you know, and I'm just like, Ooh, that is, that's, that's rough. It's not a good look. You know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Cause like I said, she's so talented. Right. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot to make your decision no, whether or not, w- whether or not what happened would happen. That's not what I'm trying to get at. How did it make you feel as a, as a wrestler and as a woman? <sighs> See, that's, that's hard. So, so the thing I don't like that's unfortunate about being a, a female female wrestler, female just in general. It's so it's kind of like so in um in the professional world if you send a strongly worded email and you're uh, you're a guy, a lot of times it's it's thought of as assertive mm-hmm. or aggressive. If you're a female, it gets looked at as bitchy, right? Right. Um and and that's unfortunately, I mean, I've worked in oil and gas the last five years and in, in industrial sales the last two. Uh, it's, it's very, it's a very, very real do- double standard. Um, and <laughs> you hate to see it. Uh, but so with, with re- wrestling and with this thing that happened on Twitter, you know, it's hard because you want to take everything as all equal. And if you see guys speaking out 
against another guy saying, hey, he was like this in the locker room. This is what was happening. Right. A lot of times it's, it's going to be taken at face value no matter when that comes out. I Agreed. mean people might be like raising an eyebrow like, oh, this – you're gonna have a title. This guy has a title match tomorrow. Like, really, dude. Um, but also, I don't think guys have the same level of of fear of expressing like where that what they would have just sat on that information. Um, I feel like someone would, it would have already been talked about. Um, with women, you ha- you're constantly you're constantly under the fear that if you say any of these things, you're going to be thought of as catty or bitchy or trying to stir up drama. All these things that um, you know kind of, you know, not force you, but they, they really push you to keep your, your, you know, your hands tied and your mouth shut. Um, and that's one thing that a lot of people were kind of saying in, in, in comments to the, the Twitter remarks, whether, whether it happened or not. I mean, people said, Oh, she's just be, you know, she's just, uh, you know, being bitchy and jealous that, you know, Tessa is getting this opportunity, but that's, that's the thing. It's like, you can throw the jealousy thing at guys, but it's frustrating to see that. And again, I think no matter who is in the locker room, I think that's that's a big piece of like while you'll see women keep silent about stuff about locker room bullies right. um, because they don't want to be thought of as you know trying to just cause a scene or being jealous or bitchy or any of these other things. Now we're in a really odd cancel culture environment right now, and I, I really detest that because uh, I find it. Um, I find it to be irrational as a human being because we're humans. We're made to fuck up. We smoke. We drink. We tell yeah, we, brother. We, we 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 hook up with our ex girlfriends or boyfriends. It's it's not in our best. It's not always in our best nature. How would you have felt if? Okay, because one thing I know is that Tessa did go to Callus and all the higher ups and like, dude, this is happening right now. Instead of trying to hide it like the way Enzo did with whatever that was. Um, how would you have felt if Tessa had made a statement and said, I said it, I did it, I fucked up, i so ashamed of what I did, I probably don't deserve this belt right now, and I would very much like some forgiveness, even if I don't deserve it, and I'm going to do everything to work to be a better person and to make up for that. How would you have felt as a wrestler and as a woman if she had made that statement? So that's tricky because you have to look at it you know, in a couple of different ways because on one hand, yeah, that's the right way to address it to the media and to the public. But personally, I'm, I wouldn't take that seriously unless that comment had already been made to me before – probably multiple times before all the media statements. So it's a I'm political the, thing. The, right. Okay, right, okay. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Okay. Yeah. How would, you have, how would you have felt if you were in that position? How would you have dealt with that? As if, I was Tessa, if I was Tessa? No, if you were the girl that got spit on. As a locker oh. room leader and as someone that people look up to, obviously you're helping out in the ring. How would, <laughs> I would have been fucking pissed. <laughs> I mean. How would have you how would have you have gathered your girls together and, you know, got them on the right wavelength to not say the wrong things on Twitter, uh, right. not bury themselves on Facebook, not say the wrong things in the locker room, not to shoot on anybody. Right. Uh, are those things running through your head when when shit like this happens? Yeah, because honestly, it's it's always a delicate situation. I mean, even you know, not not to expose anything, but even within you know my year and a half wrestling, those you know situations have occurred where we've had to like mitigate and figure things out and stuff like that. Um, but but honestly, the best way to do any of that is always to <laughs> going back to the whole being a professional thing is to address it with management. Um, 
it's it's just it's it's tricky because in this day and age with social media, it becomes so easy to use that as an outlet. Um, and the problem is though too, it's you know maybe you do take it to manage to to management higher ups at various companies, and it's not taken seriously. You know maybe maybe you do need the social media as a as a backup. Um, but that's you know that's uh, that is a side effect of where we're at with technology and everything today. Um, so no, I, I, it, that's hard because like I said, I don't know, I don't know what all was said by these girls previous to them airing their grievances on Twitter, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, what's frustrating is like, man, you're like, you have to question, you're like, man, was, was Tessa talked to about like all this behavior before? Did she already yeah. like apologize if it was true? You know, there's, there's just, there's a lot of sides of the story too that you just don't know. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, that's, uh, one of the, one of my favorite concepts I learned when I was going to school, uh, get my English degree was like, you have to think of it, an idea like a sphere. Um, you have to look at it from every single angle to actually get like a good idea of what the sphere looks like. If you're looking at the earth where, where things are, you just don't know what's going on, what's over here and what's over there. And you got to do your best to understand everything that's going on because I'm suspicious because I question everything. And of course yep. I found a little bit like, mm, it's a little too early, easy. She's up for the world title today. And now y'all want to talk some, <laughs> Now yeah. y'all want to want to say something, and then oh yeah, I seen that shit, and then like oh like there's that, and then obviously there's the the problem that she's a Blanchard, and yeah, but it, but if you look into it, he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He do, he's not too supportive of her. Um, and uh, well, there's that, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. How um now you're you're doing your best to protect your girls. You're doing your best to uh, – well, it's funny. I, I wanted to mention a second ago when you are talking about like how it is here in Colorado. Um, if anyone's listening to this, uh, I smoke a lot of cigarettes and I'm outside <laughs> – and and I hear what y'all say. Um, I was at one show I'm not going to mention and it, it's not one of those like don't you know who I am. I really don't want you to know who I am unless I'm like personally friends with you um, and I w- want you on the show, that sort of thing. Um, but you got to be careful who you're t- who like, don't just blow that dude off with long hair that's smoking a cigarette outside. Cause I've heard some shit, man. And it really, <laughs> I've heard some you're shit. Dark. <laughs> I've, I've heard some shit and I'm like, God damn, like, do you even give a shit? I could be, I could be a booker. I could be uh, a talent scout. I, I could be a dude that wants to bring, uh, all of his buddies. That's going to like the hardcore wrestling. There's 30 of us and we're going to pack the crowd. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, please, um, don't talk shit outside to random people that are smoking yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, comment on that, actually. Here's, here's the Heidi Howitzer unpopular opinion, um, that I've, I've made fairly transparent to a lot of people, but, you know, c- c- coming straight from the horse's mouth on a podcast, not nearly enough people in wrestling. I don't care what your age is, whether you're 16 or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whether you're 16 or whether you're 50, uh, not enough people treat wrestling like it's a like it's a business and like you're at a job or you're it's a career. Oh, yeah. um, and these are people who you know. There's plenty of people who I don't think treat it enough like this who want to do this for a uh, for a career. I mean, there's people who you know all different levels uh, or different interest levels, hobbies, you know, recreation, all the way to hey, I want to be it. I want to be the next. Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, give me a hell yeah. But 
Fuck uh, that. No, I want to no. see. I want to see Heidi Hallitzer. I don't want the new Heidi Hallitzer. I want Heidi yeah. Hallitzer. Like, there's like, don't be the, don't be the new Seth Rollins. Be the new you. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, not enough. Not enough people. I don't. I don't think. Um, treat it seriously enough and it's it's that kind of thing like okay well if you wouldn't talk about it at the water cooler at your office um where your boss could potentially walk in at any moment or there's you know um nancy eavesdropping at the the door then you probably don't want to talk about it correct um at the venue well uh i I really appreciate you you wanting to talk the business uh so in depth with me because that's something that is uh, I, I want everyone to know, and it's so it's so refreshing to hear that sort of thing. And uh, each one of you guys, have, uh, wrestlers, have had one or, or like twenty different specific things that really just adds to that the great smorgasbord of why wrestling is here. I I don't treat wrestling as a as a business. I mean, it's it, knowing the business is definitely helpful, but I approach it as an art form. Oh yeah, like legit, like. I mean, I, I did art criticism for years. It, like, I'm a painter. I know what's good shit. And, but I, I, I approach it like you're a character I believe in. I believe you when I see you wrestler. Ret wrestling. I believe Abaddon when I see him wrestling. I believe Big Guns when I see him wrestling. I believe Jimbo. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Big Guns. Yeah, and Big Guns, man. Like, oh, man, he's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. And the nicest guys. I mean, like, way to put anyone over. That, uh, yeah, we were, uh, we were at a Nuggets game like two months ago or something, and Big Guns was the honored vet during halftime, and noise. we popped our asses off when we when they showed a pic- when he showed up on the jumbotron. Please tell me you tried to ch- get a chant going. We were too busy losing our fucking minds. We're like, <laughs> oh my god, it's Big Guns! Like it's just ridiculous. Uh, he deserves <laughs> it, man. He deserves it. There's, there's, that's that's. God, I love Colorado wrestling, man, because I've got friends that uh, know people in different uh, territories across the the country, and every time I tell them about Colorado, they're like, "Are you fucking serious?" And I'm like, "Yes, this is a this is a yeah." The Renaissance is happening right now, but this place right now, right here, is Mecca. Like this, this is where it's happening, and I really think that Colorado can really become. A, new, a wrestling state. The way people look at Chicago, when you know that Raw is going to be at Chicago, and you know the crowd is going to be fucking crazy and chanting CM yeah. Punk and pissing everyone off and doing everything <laughs> they want to do because this is their town. They know wrestling, and we're, they're going to make it known. And I, I, I'm seeing that happen in Colorado, not just because I'm here and this is I'm around all the time, but goddamn, the indie shows are packed. They're so much fun. Like the little kids are wearing your shirts. I mean, they're excited to see you. Um, and, and like, I'm sure that you're a hero to some little girls. The way that Abaddon is, like, some kids are worried that she's <laughs> under their bed right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, do, like, I, I remember my friends, like, when I was a kid, like, being scared of the Undertaker, like, legit yeah. scared. Who did you? Who who were your dudes when you first started watching? I mean, obviously, uh, you 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 started wrestling uh, watching uh, around 2012. Uh, who were your first dudes that you really got into in 2012? Okay, so when I first started watching the product, it was just straight up WWE. Like I was flipping through channels, and it was just like Raw or SmackDown, one of yeah. those, you know. And um, was. that was when Big E, Ziggler, and AJ were in like a stable. I love Big E. Meat slapping meat, baby. 
all day long. <laughs> when, um, he, when he accidentally slapped her on the way into the uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I had a gorilla, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, baby." So I'm just <laughs> yeah, the, 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 ooh, I got the mic now. That's yeah. my shit. Um, so a uh, huge Big E fan. Um, much to most people's dismay, yes, because of that, I do have a special soft place in my heart for Dolph Ziggler. Um, but in the Ziggle Wiggle, um, I am uh, so I'm more like. Old school tag team wrestling is my jam. Um, I up and down like if I could just tag team wrestle, I would be friggin' thrilled. That's that's what I love. So like, I know this one will come as a shocker. Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, Fear in Japan, the fucking Hellraisers. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, mama. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, dirty Andy Dalton down in Texas tells me I'm full of shit and demolition all the way, and he likes to get a rise out of me by telling me that LOD is shit. Um, not true, Andy Dalton. Calling you out. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's just hoping you're going to fuck him up or try to. Yeah, that's actually true. He wanted me – he wanted uh, – he wanted to get booked in a match against me where I just spit in his mouth, and I'm like, cool. No, no, Andy. Don't you usually have Andy, to pay extra for that? Yeah. Andy, <laughs> yeah. Um, just joking. Yeah, yeah that, that's a man who lives his fucking gimmick. <laughs> good, good dude. Um, super gross, but good dude. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so Road Warriors, um, huge Brain Busters fan. Um, Arn Anderson, I love you. How hard um, did you pop? How hard did you pop it all, it all out? Dude, like, so I worked, I worked extra with Abaddon in Denver and then here this last week in Salt Lake City. And Arn Anderson is the one where I was like, I really want to go up and say hi, but I'm like, I can't. <laughs> so right. I, I, uh, that was one where I was like, hi, I love you. But like from afar, mm-hmm. um, and, and on that note, again, unsurprisingly, but more modern because I love you know, Arn, um, the revival are my boys, top guys. No shit. Um, yeah, man. Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. They've got a presence, oh. don't they? Oh, they're amazing. Say yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love them. Um, shoot, man. Uh, you know, Vader all day long. Um, day long. Oh man. I love, I love uh, seeing those lists online of like wrestlers that other wrestlers are scared to wrestle and it's like <laughs> yeah and, like like who's who's the the fucking scariest dudes in the locker room like yeah. shoot Vader yeah. is like usually number two <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think like Haku's like always like right at the fucking top oh Jesus uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's not a man you want to you want to screw with but yeah like uh, big burly men that seems to be my that's that's what that's what Heidi Howitzer uh models her her everything after really um yeah I uh I I love that I mean and as far as like women wrestlers um I, I go complete in opposite end of the spectrum Mako Satamura is like the mo- murder mom is absolutely amazing um goddamn girl you got good taste all right <laughs> It's it's okay. Um, no, I I I love her. Um, I love all like the stardom stuff. Um, at least that's what that's what I prefer typically with my my women's wrestling. Um, that's that's usually the direction I lean in. So that was one thing that was really cool with uh, AEW is getting to work with some of those girls because they're fantastic. Um, not that not that all of the American female wrestlers aren't amazing too. Um, but it's yeah, it's just a different different style. 
what do you what product do you usually watch now? Um, uh, 1990s WCW Thunder. <laughs> if we're being honest, that sounds like a good ass Friday night, man. Like that's that's one of my old school favorite memories of staying up late when I wasn't supposed to watching like uh, Monday Night Raw on like USA and shit like that, and because then it would immediately follow by like some like really sleazy B movies. <laughs> no, and ECW too. Old ECW is my shit. So, oh yeah. So fun story um, about the extra thing. I feel like you'll enjoy and our listeners can suffer through. Please. Um, I'm a huge, huge Taz fan. Taz is, Taz is the bomb. That is a thick, thick man. And I love him. Um, he's <laughs> great. Did you and him? he's like, he's like not that much taller than me and like three of me wide. It's fantastic. Um, that's what I look for in a wrestler. And, uh, so when, um, we did, we did some training before, uh, before call time with like a lot of the, the women's rest, uh, roster and everything at AEW, which is fantastic. And it was Dustin Rhodes and Taz who were leading things. Um, so, you know, fangirling. And I was, t- I had a chance to talk to Taz for a minute and I was telling him, you know, Hey man, like just so you know, the first singlet I had, I actually sent a picture of Taz and his ECW singlet to the seamstress and was like, make me this. Nice. Yeah, and then and so I wore that for a while until I went to a Rise seminar, and Soraya Knight and Mercedes Martinez told me I would. It looked like I was wearing a banana hammock, so then I <laughs> so then I changed. <laughs> um, so so that was like I was like, hey Taz, let me tell you this story that you care nothing about, but just so you know. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a thing that happened. I wasn't too keen on his commentary a uh, week and a half ago, but. He's still Taz. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. He, he still had. He's, we still had Taz commentating on Colorado wrestling, and ah, goddamn, goddamn, we popped. Goddamn, we yeah. popped. I was, I was just so proud of y'all, man. And then learning how the process went down, and that y'all's mentors made goddamn sure you were there. I mean, like, can you ask for more? No. Nah. Maybe like some Taco Bell afterwards, but uh, what's your, that's, a, that's about it. What's your go-to after uh, – like because uh, from what I understand, uh, you can't wrestle – you can't bump on an empty stomach. I mean what's your go-to after after match? You earned it. Meal. Oh boy. You ready. All right. So uh, typically like two cheesy gordita crunches, um, Crunchwrap Supreme, maybe a Mexican pizza – and then if I'm feeling froggy, maybe a steak quesarito. I have a physique to maintain. <laughs> I'm writing this we, down. I'm writing this down. I'm calling it the yeah, howitzer. <laughs> we, we eat a lot of Taco Bell in this house um, and with a copious amount of fire sauce. God, nothing pisses me off more when I tell them give me extra fire sauce and there's two fucking packets in there. Like I said, one extra. Oh, you want to know You want to know what gets Heidi howitzer hot? Let's hear it. The bad way? All right. Nothing makes Heidi Howitzer matter than when you go through the fucking McDonald's drive-thru or Burger King drive-thru or Sonic Drive-In where you wait for your food to come to you, which is very nice. Right. Or, or fucking Jack in the Box or Water. Well, no, Waterburger wouldn't. It's been a while. I'm, I'm from Oklahoma. Don't, don't get my mouth watering for shit oh, I can't have. Man, don't, dude, don't that's fucking like do that to me. Waterburger wouldn't do this to me. Don't Waterburger do the, knows better. Don't even do you that go, to me. You go through the drive-thru. You get your combo meal because you're on the road and you just you just want a fucking number one, whatever. Yeah. And they give you your meal 
if you assume everything's in the bag and you drive off, you have French fries and there's no fucking ketchup in the bag. Like, like who, if, if you're one of those people who doesn't eat fries with ketchup, I hate you. Um, because I don't know how you, you swallow it because you need like a nice, a nice, uh, salty and sweet lubrication to go with your, your French fry. Um, gotta have the lube. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. I actually, my day job is I am a, um, automatic lubrication salesperson. So, you know, that's, that's true. That's real life. You, you, <laughs> um, you are a lube but- specialist. Perfect lube specialist. Hell yeah. Um, so that's weird. Uh, but yeah, drives me insane. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't like it. It makes me very upset. Um, so yeah, don't, if, if I come through the drive through, just put the fucking ketchup in the bag. Like even like two packets. I might still be salty if like you put like one packet in there that yeah, I yeah. just feel like it's out of sight. You get a, you get a um, ration. You get a ration. I mean like at least it's there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mm, yeah. Gotta have ketchup, man. You know what pisses me off is fucking people bringing up Whataburger when I can't fucking get it when I'm hungry. It's so good. (laughs) I miss it so much. Oh, my God. Like, dude, like everyone's all excited about In-N-Out Burger. Fuck that noise, dude. I'm Uh, from Oklahoma. I want some fucking Whataburger, man. Dude, yeah, we have uh, have some friends down in Texas that sent us – some like vats of spicy ketchup, like the big giant um, bottles from H E B. Oh, so shit, good. man! Just just put me on Facetime. And let me watch you eat it. That'll. <laughs> I know, right? Like it's it's like okay. Well, at least if I can put spicy ketchup on stuff, then it'll be like it's kind of here. Um, for all of you poor saps who haven't had Water Burger, it's the greatest fast food establishment um, ever known to mankind. Like the orange and white stripes. You'll wait twenty minutes. Cool. You'll wait twenty minutes for your food when you could have kicked cook two steaks and you don't care <laughs> yeah worth it. usually you won't have to which is even better monterey melt all day long dude when 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 i'm envisioning you opening the bag and not getting some ketchup for your fries or your curly fries or your onion rings depending how squirrely you're feeling that night yeah um i i i, I, I for some reason because you're the your, your profile picture you got the purple hair i think it gas from invader zim when she's getting in Interrupted playing video games. Yeah, I yeah, will exactly. end you. <laughs> so poor, poor Cormac Battle. Uh, we were doing the drives coming back from a uh, coming back from a, uh, a show out of state, and Cormac Battle was witness to me going on a fucking rant because they didn't put ketchup in our bag. So um, that was like a twenty minute. That took like twenty minutes off of, off of our drive, just be just being angry. Isn't, <laughs> isn't he a nice process. gentleman? Oh. Mac is the best. The Mac attack is the best. That is a that is a sweetheart. That is someone like if he needed a kidney and posted on Facebook like just what's your what's your blood type? Like you're you're that rad. Yeah. He's one of my favorite people. He's he's fantastic. Yeah, the nice gentleman. I mean like uh I, I brought it up in the in the last podcast and I think I'm going to keep doing it too is when I meet good-hearted people and goddamn is he a good he's a good heart and a good soul and he's a damn fine wrestler. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. It's funny too because I always forget how tall he is. He's like six two or something like that. Yeah. And then I like see him in the ring with like other big men, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He- Max, Max, a big dude. But yeah, it's um, I can't yeah, say same thing as like I've said about a couple other people. I can't say enough good things about Mac, which he would be like super embarrassed to hear and all of that. But you know, that's one. That's some of his charm. Interviewing him was like a machine gun. Like it was question answer, question answer, question. Answer. It was, it was, <laughs> it, it, it was so much fun interviewing him. It, 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 God, he, he treated me so well. Because y'all don't know me from Adam. Like, why am I doing this? Because I like wrestling, and I only want to hang out with wrestlers. I was talking with my buddy at work today, 
Uh, well, not today. It was a couple days ago. And he's like, what are you doing for the weekend? I'm like, I'm going to go see some wrestling. And uh, what what do you guys do? I'm like, well, I hang out with a bunch of sweaty, jacked up <laughs> chicks and dudes. We talk shit. Uh, you talk too much shit, you're going to get slapped. Uh, food is shared. We set up the ring. More shit is talked. What type of people you hang out with, dude? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like pe- anyone who like has anything to say about wrestling. That's 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 what I always tell people. I'm trying to get people to come to shows. I'm like, just just come. Like it's it's no different than like going to the movies or going to a live show or something. It's fun. Have a couple beers, uh, you know, or whatever your poison is. Eat some shitty pizza, whatever, some chips, and yell at people. Like my favorite is too. Like I've had friends come and they're like, "Oh, can we make noise?" And I'm like, "Please." The more noise, the more noise you make, the better. Here's a sign um, in a marker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's that's that's the thing with wrestling is it's so fun, it's so interactive. I mean, like I said, I I had just been watching, I guess, a little bit, um, and some of the guys, I my my two buddies, uh, I was talking about earlier. Um, I had been watching some, they found out about it and they, uh, they went to like VFW hall shows and stuff around town all the time. And they started dragging me with them. And I was like, this is a, this is a blast. This is great. It's the and, life, uh, man. It's the fucking life. It's, it's so much fun. I mean, it's- bad concession stand food, uh, cheap bu- bucket of beers, um, big sweaty oily men I get to yell at and try to <laughs> try to get to break character the whole time um, because I'm a jerk. That's my actually my favorite thing to do with Abaddon in the ring, and she hates me so much for it is I just try to pop her while we're wrestling. <laughs> I, <laughs> and it's it's always great because she's like this like horrific zombie thing. I, and like so I was I was tagging with uh, Atiba at Rackhouse against her and uh, Dustin Urich recently. And uh, we were team Rocky Mountain Thunder Dragon, and Atiba was doing <laughs> his kung fu stuff ever. in there. Yeah, <laughs> Atiba was doing his kung fu stuff in there. I had him come out in the rad pads too. It was sweet. And uh, that's the hey. So one one thing you can always do to get yourself over if you're like kind of an asshole like me, you make yourself two pairs of your cool entrance gear, and then anytime someone's paired with you, you're like, hey, you want to do my thing? And they're always like, can I? Yes, you can. Um, so, uh, yeah, she was doing his Kung Fu shit and like, we were in the ring, like getting ready to like start circling up. And I was like, Oh, I can do that too. And I started doing Kung Fu moves and she just had to like hide in a corner for like a solid, like 10 seconds. Made me very happy Dude, really know, with myself. I know how to make her break. Mm-hmm. I know how to make her break. It just popped in my head. You get her in a, just a terrible, terrible head scissors and just bust ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a terrible idea because literally almost all of my finishers involving crotch involve crotch directly to face and holding so like retaliation farts. would be swift <laughs> and and violent yep. also abaddon <laughs> she's gonna hate me abaddon is a fear farter so like the last person i want to like encourage that behavior from is her uh yeah but i'm still saying that a good good fart will break her <laughs> It's fair. <laughs> that'll be the final straw. That, that, that'll that'll be what we, what you can tell people how you can keep Abaddon from coming out from under the bed is just some raucous farts. That's that's what keeps the the boogeyman away. The boogeyman. I will say I've never heard anyone burp 
as loud as Avedon in my life. So if you ever want to behold a thing of true splendor, well, we're we're talking about you. Like I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet you're holding in some amazing burps right now because we're celebrating. No, so, we're, we're doing so weird. Weird Heidi Howitzer fact. I don't think I like actually burped until I was like 21 or 22. My body just like didn't know what the fucking process was. However, fun other fact about Heidi Howitzer. Um, I <laughs> this is terrible. Um, so when I eat, sometimes I get really excited because I'm eating and I eat too fast. So I always have to have a beverage with me because if I don't, I eat too fast and then I immediately get the hiccups. So <laughs> uh, yeah, Heidi Howitzer doesn't chew her food. Because I'm too excited about eating it. I have two guaranteed hiccup cures. Number one, you pitch your nose and you puff your cheeks out and you blow without releasing air for like 45 seconds. Okay. If that doesn't work, fill up a glass of water and put a paper towel over it and try to drink from it like regular through the towel. Swear so you waterboard yourself? It's, no, no, no. You just drink from it. Like, no, no, no. You're not upside down. You're not, you're not upside down. <laughs> You're not upside down. We're we're not going jihadi here. Um, I was like, <laughs> no, you're not you're, recommending to me, man. You're, you're, okay, so I thought we were cool. Okay, so so you you, you turn your car on and you put a hose <laughs> to, to the end. So you to, take your lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, you're killing me. <laughs> Let's hear some more kick-ass uh, Hallie Hollister facts. Come on, Kim, come. Oh, fuck. Um. Oh, so before I start, when I started billing myself as 170 pounds of grade A beef, I actually only weighed 160 pounds, but then I worked myself into a shoot and now I weigh 170 pounds. So, um, so there's that. What's your, um, what's your diet? Like, uh, obviously you, you, obviously you award yourself after a kick-ass match. Um, uh, like an asshole. Um, it's actually probably good. I mean, it's terrible for the economy and for lots of people that like restaurants close down for like the next eight weeks. This is bullshit. It's it's driving me crazy because I used to be a server and I'm yeah, so worried. I, I'm I'm so stressed out for like every like all my friends who work in the the service industry. I'm like, oh fuck. But at least I can't eat out really. So that's there's that. Um, so it's tricky because so uh, when I was powerlifting competitively, I actually competed at uh, in the 132 weight class. So if you can imagine like. A third of Heidi Howitzer going missing. Um, that's I was I was ripped. It was pretty sweet. But uh, I was doing like the spinach, ground turkey, white rice, protein oh, shakes. Oh, dude! So after and, and it sucks. I'd still have to water cut water cut to make weight because I'd probably walk around at like one thirty eight at like thirteen percent body fat. You doing like and, the, the uh, high school shit? Like where you're like putting like eight hoodies on and jogging around for an hour and shit? Yeah. Yeah, that was me. So I'd water fuck. cut. Um, sorry, go ahead. I said, fuck, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and so I'd water cut, and um, I did that for nationals and everything when I was competing. And, like, I uh, I remember specifically, I like, competed at nationals. And the next day I had, because they were in Vegas, I had a breakfast sandwich where the buns were cinnamon rolls. Oh and then... Like I basically just gorged myself and then of course I like made myself sick because my body hadn't like handled like <laughs> – I say real food. Yeah. It's actually the opposite of real food for, for like so long. Grease. Um, yeah, but that was in 2017 and I don't think I've really ever come down off of that new dietary choice. Uh, so I, I, I travel a shit ton for work. Like with my job, I cover like five states. So I am um, – I'm constantly on the road. 
which means um, Cormac Battle actually told me that I should start a uh, travel blog where I rate gas station food, which I'm kind of leaning towards because uh, I have become intimately familiar with like the taquito and um, all of the hot roller foods. Uh, I will give you access to my website and start a whole new tab for you to do that if you want to do that. <laughs> I feel like that actually be like relatively entertaining. Um, I'd be amused by myself, so there's that. Uh, so, so yeah, I eat a lot of, I eat at gas stations more than I would like. So to give you an idea, like I have Kansas in my territory and like between, uh, basically Denver and, uh, Salina ish, which is a good six hours. There's nothing. Loud and clear. Cause if you're, if you're headed on, uh, 35 North, you get to Salida and you make a hard left and yep. then you go through depressing, uh, ghost towns where you pull over to pee and it's like an abandoned gas station and you got to run away because you're being watched um, oh, it's, it's insane like i'll have one of my distributors be like hey where are you and i'm like i'm between two farms like i can give you i can give you an eta but i don't actually know where i am and it's like i'll be like i'll text them and be like oh man i'm hungry and they're like oh just pull over and get some food uh not that easy turns out there is an olive garden in salina and that's probably like the first decent food stop so i'll like stop there get my glass of wine my uh, unlimited uh, breadsticks and salad. That, I think we found out what Heidi Howitzer is passionate about. It's food. Um, that's that's not a surprise, though. Also, uh, violence. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, I, I I keep meaning to ask you, how did you get into competitive bodybuilding or powerlifting? Uh, so I I was actually um, I guess I was what like twenty five, twenty six. So for reference i'm i'm the big 3-0 um and uh so it's like probably like 25 26 um and i was trying to just lose some weight um the usual and i was doing cardio and stuff and it sucked fuck cardio man right. <laughs> um all character no cardio that's my slogan uh i uh and I had like a personal training, like we started like doing some lifting stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, like I actually enjoy this. This is, this is like really enjoyable. This is fun. I can notice results and I'm not just like eating my, I mean, I'm still eating my feelings, but at least I can like see, see a difference. And, um, I'm one of those people where if I'm going to do something and I enjoy it, I, I want to be the best at it. Um, <laughs> which sucks for wrestling because not athletic or not coordinated athletic in the strong sense. Um, but you know, competitive. So I, I always, I want to be the best. So what I, I I've started, seen, I've seen your I'm, matches. You really shouldn't be so humble. You're pretty fucking good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, fuck the haters. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I, um, I, I decided, okay, well, uh, you know, I'd like to, to, I'd like to try to do a powerlifting meet. So I found myself a strength and conditioning coach. Um, actually a gentleman by the name of Ed Costner, who's been a huge influence on my life. I, I mean, I can't say anything but great things about Ed. He's another person who's like my height and like threw me wide. Ed used to be the strength and conditioning coach for the Spurs and like still does a lot with the uh, All Blacks uh, rugby team down in New Zealand. I actually think he's the strength and conditioning coach for like U.S. rugby now or some shit. No shit. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Ed's, Ed's, the, Ed's amazing. And um, He's the poop. So I – he's the bee's knees. And um, – I, I found Ed, uh, started training with him two or three times a week and, uh, started prepping for a powerlifting meet. So I did a couple of powerlifting meets. Um, the way powerlifting wor works is like, it's kind of, you, you never really want to do more than like 
probably two months, two meets a year. Cause you have like a 12 week prep cycle, um, of just getting your lifts where they need to be. Uh, and I did, I did, uh, str- a couple strongman contests too. So like, so with powerlifting, I went to nationals and did, and competed, uh, with strong lifting, strong lifting, Jesus Christ, with strong man. <laughs> it's it's, it's three sixteen day. You're good. You're good. <laughs> strong lifting. Um, I wish that's what I could compete in, uh, with, with strong man. I, I also, um, I qualified for nationals. Uh, I didn't end up going cause I was like in a weird spot in my weight class where I was like, ah, I'm not going to be competitive. And if I want to go, I want to like whoop some ass. Um, but no, I, I, I loved it a lot. I, uh, I did do a meet actually December before last with, uh, Severino Corrente. We did a powerlifting meet together. He actually lived at the, the good brother house with me and my husband for a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Another AEW superstar. Uh, so yeah, we did a powerlifting meet together. Um, but yeah, I haven't competed since then. I'd like to get back into it. It's just, I mean, as I'm sure you're aware with, with wrestling, it's tricky because I feel like, God, every time I start to make progress on my lifts, like I tweak something in wrestling or something gets irritated and it's right back to like not square one or anything, but it's, it's hard to maintain a, uh, a steady, uh, process of improvement and all that. Give me an interesting idea. Um, let's say there's a young man out there that fancies himself a strong woman wrestler type. Because I hate Barbie dolls, man. They, like uh, I've talked a bunch of times. I, I like back in the day. Like even though we saw some TNA, I didn't care about Sable. I didn't care about Trish Stratus, even though she was a good wrestler uh, eventually. Um, Nah, give me the jumping bomb angels, brother. Exactly. How does how does a young a young man who is eyeballing uh, a a a kick ass tough woman that you know you can't fuck with? How does one woo one of those girls? I mean, how did you, how did your husband woo you? I mean, like, I mean, like this is this is this is breaking ground here because you, you, it's it's regular culture. You want the Barbie doll. I never wanted the Barbie doll. And right. Well. I like I personally it was always well I mean or go ahead uh, I'll 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 start out I don't want to cut you off no, no 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 I think I think you get the gist of what I'm going what I'm getting at yeah so it, it's it was tricky for me. so like dating and all of that um, and I don't know if it's the short hair or the lifting or what um, but like I always was told I was intimidating which cool. Thanks. Um, but that means I don't, I, I never got approached by men like ever, um, approached by the ladies frequently. The ladies love Heidi Howitzer. Um, unfortunately, you know, not, not my, not my skis. Um, I'll buy you a flannel shirt. It'll be cool if uh, you ever get your feelings hurt. I mean, I did tag with, uh, Bentley Powell's the lumber jerks for a while. I actually have, I have plaid gear with axes on the front. So yeah, I feel so like I'm, I'm just, I'm just, like I said, know your audience. <laughs> I feel like lumber jerks is something I shouldn't Google. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I, so I actually want to keep working the lumber jerk gimmick. Um, in a couple places I want to get koozies made that say ticks, uh, tits and axe. Um, that's, that's going to be my shit. Um, but yeah, so, so I, you know, never really got like approached a lot by the opposite sex. I mean, never had any issues dating, but like it was always, I was having to like take the lead kind of, um, 
but I did have a lot of, I had a lot of success with online dating. I mean, my husband and I met through Tinder and OkCupid. He messaged me on Tinder and I never messaged him back, but then I messaged him a month later on OkCupid. So about the McRib. How does a a young lad who doesn't want some Barbie doll or some, like, uh, if you're, if you have any friends that are in the military, uh, they're called the pendipotamuses. Um, (laughs) how does a young lad approach an intimidating woman? Oh man. If you can just treat, I mean, for me personally, I, I've always been so flattered anytime, like a guy has approached me because like I said, like, because of the perception of being intimidating, I was just, I, I never got approached. Um, offer to buy her a drink. <laughs> like that's usually, that's usually the best, best way to go into it. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty, but past a or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Like, but you're still a lady. And yeah, uh, you're, like, you're... that's the whole thing is I still want to be treated like, like a lady. I would like, I would like the door to be open for me and my, my tuba and my football pads. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it's, that's, uh, that's difficult. And I can see it like now I've, I've, I'm not asking for me. I'm I'm talking about the 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 young lads out there that are looking for something a little bit more high quality. I mean, like, it, there's nothing wrong with asking to carry your shit, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I I um I like I said, like I think a lot of it stems from like never being treated like a delicate flower. Like it's kind of nice to get that because I'm always one of the boys. Always one of the boys. Which don't get me wrong. I love my boys. Um, but when you're always one of the boys, you never really get treated like a girl. So it is, it is nice. And I mean, I'm sure you'd like, you could talk to other women. They might like disagree, but I mean, that's, that's always been like the common thing. If you're always one of the boys, like it's nice to occasionally be treated like you're not one of the boys. Yeah. Those girls aren't going to be in my show. Uh, uh, keep, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's very much it. Like the, the more, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it it's, it's tricky because again, like all the success I had, like with, with dating, everything, I, I leaned heavily on online dating. I can't say enough good things about online dating. That's why I tell everybody who like, it's all like my friends who are single or dating or they're like, Oh, I can't find anyone. I'm like, fucking do online dating. I'm not talking like just Tinder. Tinder's cool. And you can like use it to hook up and shit. But, um, like, okay, Cupid, plenty of fish, all the stuff where you can actually like put in your actual interests and like, what makes you tick and everything. It's like a nice little pre-screening program before you actually go out with someone. It's pretty mm-hmm. solid. Likes wrestling. Loves yeah. comic books. I think in my like in my like you should contact me if it was like you could do the ziggle wiggle and like so that was my weird like single drop into to wrestling on that one. You know what we've been calling uh, Dolph Ziggler for about eight years is uh we've been calling him Queef Ziggler. <laughs> How dare you? I hate that I, guy. I that. He's the worst. <laughs> I, he only has a soft place in my heart because he was one of the first wrestlers I really started watching. I, I hate the guy as a wrestler, but as a human being, goddamn, is he cool? He, he, yeah. Goddamn, is he cool? He's a stand-up comedian. He does everything he can to. Goddamn, can he put someone over? Yeah. So that's the thing is that is a fucking company man right there. He can bump his ass off, and like anytime someone's like, "Hey, we need somebody to go job to whoever in like five minutes," Dolph Ziggler's like. Hey, I'm your boy. Agreed. Come in, coach. Agreed. Like, and and what if they really sold a, a gimme feud? He's in. No problem. What really sold me on him was like, 
Uh, and, and you mentioned this earlier about people that fuck up in the locker room. And the first thing that popped in my head was Drew McIntyre. And I've heard his story. He was an incessant prick in NXT. They fired his ass. He goes to the yep. Indies. He, 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 he wrestled Ryzen. Ryzen had nothing but great things to say about him in TNA. Then he goes back to NXT and then boom, right to the main roster. And then, and then I, I it was one of the few times I enjoyed the, the WB formula. It was like, okay, boy can wrestle, can't talk. Who do you pair him yep. with? Ziggler. Fucking genius. It was awesome. Yep. It was fucking great watching him with 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 Ziggler, uh, teaching him how to be in the mic because you could see that he was just listening, watching, listening, reacting, figuring out how he would do it himself. And then boom, that that guy's gonna be huge. I, I want him to be huge, and I love the fact. And I was thinking about that when we were talking about Tessa Blanchard in terms of someone that has a redemptive quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drew McIntyre, all the way. Congrats, and hey, dude. He's so so. Um, I worked extra talent for WWE back in February. Nice in uh in Kansas, and I I got to uh, WWE and like AEW backstage, very different feels. Um, but like Drew McIntyre was one of the few people who like kind of like would walk by and he would like acknowledge your presence as a human. But he was wearing an Umbrella Corporation shirt the entire time, and that was pretty sweet. So Drew McIntyre also a nerd. Ooh, how did you feel about uh, Resident Evil Two redo on Four? I haven't played it, dude. I've, I've I just did it back in on the the OG PlayStation, there's, where you like shit yourself when you're a child. There's there's a few things that happen. Uh, there's one thing in particular they took out, and I'm pissed about it. Was remember? Okay, you're walking into that first house, or maybe the right. second house. You go around. Okay, so you open the door. You go to the right. And then you're turning left in the next corridor. And then, boom, zombie there, right at your throat, and there's a drag. Do you, do you remember the drag? Like, you'd hit the button, but it wouldn't react right away. Yep, yep. They because took, fuck you, Resident Evil. They took the drag out. They, re- oh. they, they remastered everything. I remember shitting my pants playing that game. Uh, or, or even like remember the fucking dogs. Oh, the ex- jumping, jumping through the fucking windows. You read my goddamn mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought I was like, I was really concerned. Like, I was like, please don't say they took the fucking dogs jumping no. the windows out. Because no. I was like, this is no, not okay. No, no. The, the dogs jumping through were still there, but the, they took the drag out. It, it reacts pretty quickly. But you, you remember how it would, it would drag? Like you, I'm hitting yeah. the fucking button. <laughs> so, just, so I'll be. So here's the thing. I um. So I loved like horror games, like so like uh, Parasite Eve was fucking great on PlayStation um, one and two, but like for I think it's the graphics. I don't know. I can't play fucking scary video games anymore. Like just straight up horror video games on like newer consoles. I tried to play Dead Space and I made it like five minutes in, and I'm like, ah, this is too much for me. I need um, <laughs> I need an adult. Huh? Uh, which is a shame because like I had like seen some other people play and I was like this looks super cool I want to play this this is awesome and then I was like oh no no I can't I, I used to think I was pretty hardcore you know I listened to death metal uh, interviewed these guys before I was drunk and high at a Slayer show and still managed in the in the, in the pit <laughs> um, but I was playing Doom on on the th- on the three mm-hmm. and um. One thing that that sucks about it is back in the day, you click the button, automatic reload. No, wrong. You were using a shotgun, one, 
two, three, you're reloading manually. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be a a a no for me you you gotta get used to that shit right off the fucking bat and then um so i'm i'm still on deimos and and i'm going around a corner and this little girl comes up and (laughs) ah nope yeah like like immediate no but like i'm so engrossed in the story she's like help me help me help me and i'm like I think I should probably help this girl against my better reasoning. <laughs> and, um, well, since I'm such a such a hero, yeah, yeah. I mean, like like even though like in hindsight I should have seen that shit coming, but it was so intense that it, it like it's literally so intense. That little girl shows up and you're like, "Help me, help me!" And you follow her, and she takes you around a corner to a dead end, and then the lights turn out, and then my surround sound in my room went, "We're watching you." Oh, I don't like it. In, in a circle. In a circle, and I, I jumped five feet out of my bed, and then I'm like, okay, everything's okay. It's just the fucking sound. It was just the, <laughs> they're fucking with me. And then eight imps just teleport in the room, start throwing fireballs in my face. Um, I want to talk about comics because it's one of my yes. fa- like, dude, I'm having so much fun talking to you. Um, <laughs> Yay! How far are you in a saga? Are you caught up? I'm not caught up. Um, shit, I gotta think about like. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not caught up. Sorry, because I don't. Even, I don't know no, where no, I left no, off. No, 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 nothing to be sorry about. Nothing to be sorry about. Uh, comics are expensive. <laughs> um, I, I actually, it. I actually, um, I was actually gonna. I got the uh, full first volume, the big hardcover one. I was actually gonna start rereading it here in this next week or two. I'm very excited about it. Okay, uh, how can I ask? Trying to I'm trying to ask you a question without ruining something, but um, how did you feel when Liar Cat died? Oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I know about that. Okay, I cried. I was so fucking upset. Lion Cat is my favorite, oh, hands down. He's like I've got a I've got a a vest I wear that's got all these like makes me look hardcore. I know underground indie wrestling vest that I wear to all the shows, but mm-hmm. to let people know I know comics, I have a Lion Cat. Liar cat pin. It's it's. I've almost head. bought like so. I have um. I think I sent you a picture. I've got like the the pink lion cat pop that was like a special um or limited edition one or something like that. Yeah. But um and and fucking Prince Robot because fuck yeah. But uh, I there, there's some like more expensive like lion cat statuette that's like one twenty or something like that. And every time I'm like at a comic like comic convention, I'm like I want it, but I never. I never, uh, I never can convince myself to pull the trigger on it. The first Denver Comic Con. Well, to put it in perspective. Um, I have a couple of superpowers. One, I know good hearts. Number two, I know good comics. The second I see them, same thing with wrestlers, which is why you're on the show. Um, now, when it comes down to Saga, it came out. It had been out for a week, and mm-hmm. I. I, I got sick that week, so it I was like coming in the next week to get my pulls, and then I see this comic just staring at me, and I was like, I'm buying this. In fact, I'm going to buy two because my best friend who I do the comic book show on uh, that is uh, Mindfield's co-founder, um, I called him like, have you heard of this new Brian K. Vaughn book? And he's like, ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, Colin's one of those dudes. He's he's a funny he's a funny dude, and he's he just wanted to get a rise out of me. I'm like, well, there's a new yeah. one called Saga, and he's like, I don't care. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna buy one extra for you, and <laughs> and um, I bought two of them, and uh, I'm checking out and Dan at Speeding Bullet in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, which was my store. Um, he was like, 
this is the best book on the stands right now and no one's buying it. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I would highly recommend going ahead and putting this in your pools. And yeah, no questions asked, put it in my pools. Um, yeah, uh, that comic's worth a lot of money right now. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's so, so my, my comic taste, I'll, so I, uh, my husband and I both big comic book nerds. However, he likes all like, he likes a lot of the superhero ones and stuff like that. That's really not my, like my jam, so to speak. I You're always girl? typically like, like the more, um, I guess Cerebral? more like, yeah, and like stories, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, not that there aren't stories in comic books, but they're very like episodic, more so. Um, and I like the big, big arcs out of them. But yeah, like, you, you, I guess you're, you're a serial girl. You, you, you like you like the serials. You like Doctor Who and Firefly, don't you? Yeah, my my thing is with comics is like so. I've always been a big fantasy novel nerd, and um, that's that's what I what I love. That's my big thing. Um, if I could just like be in a cabin in the middle of nowhere, just reading fantasy books, I'd be a happy little, happy little camper. Um, but with that, like, so I read a lot and with comic books, it's like, I almost prefer, and like this kind of happened with saga. I think I got caught up and they hadn't released a new, um, not compendium, but where they still have this smaller, like they hadn't released a new collection. And I don't really like as much as I love the individual single issues. Yeah. For their, for their artwork. I, 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 I read them so freaking quick it just makes me like where's the next one and if they don't already have a next one i just get like <laughs> i get cranky <laughs> um so that's one thing that i run into with, with comics a lot but like so like i mean as far as i guess less like um like saga and why the last man and sandman i love neil gaiman so much um but like i do like like the, the newer red sonia ones are great the the artwork is amazing um, but that's usually what draws me in with comics a lot of times is like the artwork. Then you would, um, then you would absolutely love all of the new and uh, they're coming up. Each one is coming up to a, a solid graphic novel with at least 12 issues. Savage sort of Conan and Conan the Barbarian. We're talking high adventure I, woman. I have them. <laughs> we're we're yeah. high adventure. Oh my God. God, I mean, like, I mean, like, I'll be sitting yeah. at work reading a book, and I'm like, yes, and like, people look at me like, what? Like, you didn't, you're, you're not reading Conan, Conan the Barbarian, and I'm the weirdo. Fuck you. Yeah. So I read. I actually have um a couple of like the old for like so like Conan the Barbarian, like the books, the little small ones. I have like some of the first edition copies that I picked up at like a comic book store for super cheap somehow with like oh, all nice. the original cover art and stuff. Some They're super cool. That's awesome. Uh, and Saga, is uh, Prince Robot still alive? Ooh, I don't remember. Okay, so no. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I, one, of, one of the things I love about Saga is I don't like – and I'm probably, I'm probably going to get some heat about this, but I'm coming from a good place in my heart. I don't like when they just like – Okay, so a couple of years ago in X-Men, they just decided that Iceman was gay. Right. That pissed like me off. arbitrarily just deciding things. Yeah. That, like, that, for no real reason. That pissed me off. I felt like, as a member of the community, I, I felt talked down to. Like, oh, you're going to read X-Men now because there's a, another gay character. <clears throat> right. And I was like, you, you're just going to turn Iceman gay just like that because someone – some asshole in me is like, we need to – we really need to cater to the gay community, so ah, Iceman's queer now. Um, okay, fuck you. Um, give me someone 
that is loud and clear in a in their own entity. For example, uh, the characters that are in Saga. Uh, have you met right. the, the 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 bodyguard, uh, the 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 one that the the girl figures out that you used to be a boy and, and yep. keep it down. But yeah, uh, yeah, God, that hit me right in the heart. Thank you. That's intelligent. That isn't talking down to us. What a beautiful, wonderful character. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, that's that's one thing is is with um, media and, like, culture and everything today, I'm all – I yes, inclusion all the way, but not at the expense of doing things with your characters that weren't already organically going to happen. Precisely. Um, Precisely. Precisely. Yeah, or as like if it's if it's part of the story, yes. But for and a lot for a lot of intents and purposes, it's like especially comic books. Like your character doesn't necessarily need to have a, a sexuality unless you're looking at okay, like Clark Kent and like or like fucking Spider Man and Mary Jane. You know that whole, whole sort of shit. Like if that's like because you have a love interest that's recurring in the series, okay, yes. But otherwise, doesn't matter. I mean, how would you feel if you were a lesbian and you were a huge? Spider-Man fan, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, Mary Jane's gay now. Oh, yeah, that's like, well, the whole, like, um, WWE shit with... That Lana bullshit. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't, so I don't, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't watch a ton of the WWE product, I watch the pay-per-views, I read, um, Brandon Stroud's Best at Work Weekly, which are fantastic, he's, the, he's the man. He is. Um, and, uh... So I read those weekly. I watch clips of stuff that I want to like look at. I'll look back at ma- matches if it's something like, oh, okay, I want to go back and watch that. That keeps me from like the tedium that is a lot of the booking with like that sort of stuff. Right. Um, so that's that's good. Uh, but yeah, that was a nightmare. So yes, exactly like that. Does that make me an asshole? I mean, like seriously. Or, I mean, obviously you're, you're being very nice to me because we're on we're, we're recording. Does that make me an asshole though? Thinking that. No, because I'm I'm right there with you. Because it it is like it's a direct parallel to like the Lana, um, Liv Morgan stuff. Especially that's extra upsetting. What with um, like uh, Sonya Deville and everything actually being um, a lesbian. Oh, you know, but, like you have you have someone right there that you could use that story with. And but but even but now, then, even then, what a nightmare if they decided, hey, you're gay, right? So we're gonna make a lesbian storyline and we're gonna sexualize you. Oh, I'd be fucking furious. Yeah, and then oh, and then hey, we aren't really gonna do anything with it. Yeah, um, that actually pertains to you that being your sexuality. Like they're just doing it for shock factor. And um, <laughs> the thing that was like extra frustrating about it is like Liv Morgan went away to like be repackaged, right? Right. And you're like, oh, awesome! And everybody thought like she's gonna come back and it's gonna be some something different, something whatever. Okay, no, the only thing they really repackaged with her is okay. Now she's now she's gay. That's but that's not a rebranding, you know. Like that's either who you are as a person or or not. Whatever. I I, I I'm hating these these terms now. The way I hate lady wrestler. I don't care yep. what's between your legs. I don't care what you do in your bedroom. Are you a nice person? Yes. You got a good heart? Yes. Then fucking do what you got to do, and let's be friends. I don't fucking. That's not my business. Um, when it comes down to um. Nyla Rose, though, I, I did have a problem with that. The only reason was because when she was fighting uh, Riho for the championship, it was difficult for me to suspend my disbelief. had nothing to do with sexuality, 
trans anything, it was difficult for me to believe that this six foot something beautiful woman couldn't have just picked this tiny, like, 98 pounds soaking wet, throwing her 30 feet out of the ring, and then waited for... Well, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I got to train with Nyla Rose, and she's actually, like, the same size as me. But, um, yeah, that's so that's my whole thing with, with that whole... Not even that whole arc, but um, I'm just, just in general, it is tricky because, like, Riho is so small. Just so her, about like, suspense of disbelief. I mean, like, if, if, yeah. if, if you saw... Uh, James Ellsworth beat Braun Strowman. Would like would you have believed that? And it would have been like, come on, man, what are you doing? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's like and that's that's um that's one thing with like WWE, they've got a lot of like monsters and stuff now, so it's like you gotta pit these little guys creatively against them, and then you've got a lot of the monsters that could do all the stuff your little guys could do. So it's uh Yeah, it's tricky. Is this your future? Uh, pro, pro, I mean, as a, as a, I'm a weekend warrior. Um, I would love to like get to work some of the bigger indie shows, that sort of thing. Or like the ones that do like pre-tapes. So like, uh, NWA, um, that sort of thing. Fantastic. But I've got a great paying job that gives me all kinds of perks and benefits right. and, right. The- you know, it's what, and I'm I'm already thir- if I was like 21 I'd be like yeah totally but man I'm I'm like I'm 30 <laughs> I got a I got a good job and I like uh, wrestling's a it's a fun hobby for me. What would it take to uh, seduce you to full blown like all the time? Uh, with my current to so step away from my current job like like a good like at least two hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. So unlikely. <laughs> As much as like, I mean, I, I, which, yeah, I'm not a, I'm, 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 yeah, <laughs> I don't know a better way to put it. Like that's uh, as, as tempting as it is. Yeah. Wrestling is a, wrestling is a hobby for me that I enjoy a lot and that I love, but not enough to be able to do it full time. Yeah. But what if like the right smart mark came along and told you, I believe you. Then I would have had to been blowing some good smoke up their ass. Seeing your matches, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely like I said, I'd, I'd really love to do like some of the, the, the bigger promotions now that are doing like the, the tapings where it allows to be able to do all your other stuff on the side. When you wrestle and when you go out there and you make your art, like. Other than just obviously when we put on a good show and really get people going, I mean, like, what's behind your art? I mean, like, I honestly feel like you're looking to inspire people. I mean, you've got a good leadership quality. To you, it, it's it's shining bright outside of you. Well, so sometimes they yell "choo choo" and I pretend I'm a train. So so that goes <laughs> through my so so that so there's that. Um, no, uh, a lot of it is just like. So I, I have a joke with like anyone that I, I wrestle and it's, but it's really true. Um, and I like to think it's a good quality, but I normally ask them, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I, I tell people I try to do as little actual wrestling in the ring as possible. Um, or Hey, put your time to put your non-working boots on. Um, cause I mean, that's, that's what I, I, I enjoy doing the, the cheesy comedic stuff. Like that's in like making people laugh. That's, that's what I get a, a kick out of yeah but you can still throw people around and work 
Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> it helps when they it helps when they jump. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do we find you on uh, online? Sure. So on Instagram, I am at Thunderdome. So you know, two men enter, one man leaves. Um, and on Twitter, I am at Thunderdome style, but there's no e in thunder. So thunder. So dr. Stone. So, yeah, Thunderdome style. And then on uh, on Facebook, you can just search Heidi Howitzer, okay. and you can find me there as well. Now, uh, obviously, it's kind of difficult right now uh, with everything that's going on right now with the uh, uh, Chinese guy sneezing on me disease. Um, sorry, that's terrible. Day. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the coronavirus. Uh, sorry, I'm not racist. Uh, <clears throat> I just want to get a pop out of you. Uh, obviously, it's difficult to predict when we're going to – all of us because I, I work for Colorado Springs Wrestling. Uh, I, I run the sound. Um Obviously, we're going to have some trouble figuring out when some dates are going to happen. But where do we normally find you? Sure. So now that you said that, I'm actually – I am booked for the next couple of Colorado Springs shows. So I will be making my Colorado Springs wrestling debut whenever that is back up and running. June? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, and then um, – Randy's, Randy's my boy. I've got a good ear to the ground. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah. So so I'll be there then. Um, also uh, – Lucha Libre and Laughs, um, booked there the next couple shows. Love Lucha Libre and Laughs. If you want to just have a good time, I mean, it's it's just a fun show whether you're a wrestling fan or not. Um, stand-up. So if you haven't seen a, a Lucha Libre and Laughs show, you've got stand-up comedians who are doing uh, live commentary on the wrestling itself. And uh, former tag team champ right here. Um, but, yeah, really love nice. that promotion. And uh, Respect Women's Wrestling. So same sort of thing. Whenever that gets back up, that's at Herman's Hideaway. Uh, so cool little dive bar in town. Um, and that's just a fun one. Again, if you haven't been, you get to be right up on the ring. Uh, if you're lucky, I'll even steal your beer. Maybe not during coronavirus season, <laughs> but um, that's usually how it goes during my matches. Right. I just, I, the, yeah, uh, to the victor, go the spoils. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the occasional Rocky Mountain Pro Show. Those get a little tricky just because I do travel so much for work. Um, Charges like either on Twitch or not sometimes or fight, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Which, so uh, pretty much everything on Rocky Mountain Pro, if you want to find like a Heidi Howitzer match. If you search Heidi Howitzer versus, yeah, most of the stuff that's going to come up is going to be Rocky Mountain Pro um, or Respect. So Triple L typically doesn't um, put out their their matches on the interwebs. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I, I do occasionally get around to like DCW in Utah. Um, oh, Devotion. You in Kansas. Yeah, yeah. I've hey, actually, um, yeah, that, that mm, juicy, 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 like a good burger. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Tombstone Jesus is the man. He if, is, uh, man. The brother, the brother Smith, too, man. Those guys are great. Man, Tombstone Jesus is the most genuine motherfucker on the planet. Like, if you want to know, like, man, I don't know. He's just, he's just a good guy. I, I love me some Tombstone Jesus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm been trying to make it around, kind of out, out of state. Um, so looking to do that more this year, uh, depending on how. <laughs> everything with with the current climate goes uh, i'd like to go, get down to texas i've got some some good brothers and sisters down there that can help amarillo? out with booking so trying to get down there amarillo or houston 
uh, Houston as well as Dallas. Um, but yeah, so like Houston, I know, um, I'd like to do hurricane pro down there. Um, those guys, the pump patrol, great gimmick, by the way. Um, they started running that out of Beaumont, uh, a couple more, a couple years back. Um, as well as like, so inspire pro in Austin would be fantastic. Uh, heavy, heavy metal. Um, isn't heavy metal uh, the, in Canada? Uh, no, I'm maybe I'm thinking of a different one, but yeah, I know. Um, I think they, they got them down in Texas. Uh, and then, um, why can't I think? Uh, Kiefer Bartek just started a new newish promotion. I think it's New Texas, something like that. And they're uh, they're really killing it down there too. Would love to work for them. So yeah, just trying to get around because I mean, honestly, a lot of the the guys who are getting uh, pushes, titles shots, all that stuff right now, we're all coming out of Texas. Nice. Now, uh, now that we're winding down, uh, who are your homegirls, man? Give it, give them, a, give them some love. Ooh. Um, so Abaddon, obviously, um, Ronnie winter is the bomb.com. Um, don't let her icy demeanor fool you. She's the greatest. And, uh, hopefully making a return sometime, uh, Sometime in the near future. Is she uh, it right now, or is she just uh, taking a break? She's taking a break. She she had some her 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 body was kind of cranky with her, so Loud you know. Unfortunately, that's that's kind of part of par for the course with wrestling. Is you know you kind of to. I hope she's doing good. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, same thing. I mean, Simone Lockhart. Like basically, all the girls I've been you know shared a locker room with over the last year are just we're all super tight and I'm, I'm super thankful for him because I mean, honestly, you know, I, I've had girlfriends here and there and everything like that, but really, uh, really tight with all the girls that I've gotten to wrestle with. And it's pretty awesome. Man, it has been an absolute pleasure to spend uh, some time uh, speaking with you, talking shit, talking wrestling, talking comics and farting and all the good stuff and, and water burgers. <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to call you friend from now on. Hell yeah, man. Hell man. yeah. Just just make sure and throw your H's up the next time I see you. That's the important thing. You got them right, I will, man. Uh, <laughs> sneak, sneak me into the shows. I haven't met those guys yet for Lucha Libre and Laugh yet. I promise I'll buy a t-shirt. Dude, you're <laughs> that's it's such a good show. You gotta come. Dude, I'm on it, man. Uh, I do my best. Uh, I, I probably hit about three, four shows a month, but like... Even then, it's difficult because I my my work schedule and just like yours, like God protect your bread, your money maker. Yeah, that's hard, man. Like, yeah, three to four already. That's a lot, dude. I couldn't I couldn't even make it to AEW. <laughs> I've yeah. got I've got like fifteen AEW shirts. No exaggeration. <laughs> well, it was it was funny because like I like I had already bought a ticket because I was gonna go. Um, me and me and Ronnie Winter were gonna hold down the fort and uh, and make. I was going to make a sign for myself in the audience. So I'm that, I'm that asshole. Yeah. And then yeah, put myself over, man. And then, um, yeah. And then I found out I was going to get to work extra. I was like, Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> That'll work. It was a victory for everybody, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, it was, it was fantastic. Well, Hey, uh, it's been awesome having you in the show. Uh, this is Minefields over and out. This transmission is over. <laughs>